afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday, August the 31st, 2023. It's another Technical Alpha podcast. Glad you could join us. Today, we are back. By we, I mean I'm back. Jeff's been here. He hasn't gone anywhere. But I'm back. After a... uh, a wonderful trip to the Philippines. I have returned. Let me post that. Live message would be a good start. And do that because all of the API stuff for Twitter is broken now. So I have to do that manually. And... We'll get going here soon, I swear. X.com, by the way. My apologies. Dot Twitter. It's X. Dot com. It does everything, Jeff. I don't know if you know this, but this website is doing everything. We're doing banking soon. We're doing voice and video. Announced that the other day. Voice and video on X.com. There we go. We're all set up. We made the magic happen. It's another Tech Elf podcast, as always. Like I was saying, great show. We got some good stuff to talk about. I'll talk about my trip, obviously. Not at crazy length, but I'll talk about the trip. But before we get to that, most important question of the week, I won't ask how the last four weeks have been, but I'll ask how the last week has been. Mr. Black, how's your week? Uh, this week... Uh, it's been alright. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I was pretty hard in the paint while you were gone, uh, and then the I took yesterday kinda off. Uh... There was something else going on, but I don't know. I forget. Oh, Kai starts school next week, so we're kind of just, we're prepping for that. Fuck. So that's, is that like the preschool kind of yeah, a, a deal? Yeah, it's pre-primary. Yeah, so it's like, it's like, it's it's glorified daycare, right? It's like daycare it's, school. It's getting them used to being in a room with other kids for a set period of time per day before they actually have to start yeah. doing things like adding one plus one. Yeah. So <laughs> that's happening. Um, yeah, that's. That's pretty it's kind much of exciting, it, though. Yeah, it is exciting because, like, you know, he'll be out of the house for six hours a day. <laughs> he can mingle with other kids. Uh, mm. Kayla can go and do some work again. Um, yeah, it's exciting. It it is. Um, but yeah, outside of that, it's been the same old same. I I have uh, I I had access and I did play. Uh, Stormgate. Um, so I was oh, you alpha. actually play? You played it? I, I played games. Yes. Wow. I did. Okay. Yeah. Um, I can't talk about any of it. <laughs> of course. Like under NDA. Um, so I've been. I did that a little bit while you were gone, and uh, yeah, that's that's been just been streaming. That's it. Wonderful. Yes, I saw. I saw. You know, obviously snippets when I had Wi-Fi. Of you uh, doing some uh, lag TV says. I was and, trying to just uh, make content because just to whatever get out there. I know. Yeah, we ran out, and I. <sighs> I thought we had enough games. content when we when well, I left, we and then oh yeah, that was COVID. gone for an extra week. Yeah, true. <laughs> so you were gone for yeah. you know for a week. That's true. So that extra week, we didn't really. Yeah, we didn't have, have anything. Didn't have much, right? So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, it's good. Uh, yeah, I mean, my my trip was great. Uh, I guess I'll give a summary of it. I mean, it went really well. 
in general, right up until the end, of course, where uh, the, the wheels fell off, but we were lucky that they fell off at the end and not in the beginning or the middle. Uh, so yeah, the trip was great. Uh, the flight there, or the flights with an S there, were good. Um, no hitches. I mean, like, I mean, honest, like, you know, you and I have the worst travel luck in the world. So I was like, man, if, uh, you know, just going to the States, we have never not had some sort of cataclysmic bullshit happen. And in my back of my mind, I'm thinking, I gotta fly to the other side of the world. What kind of fuckery could possibly go on when we're flying all the way around the world? Thankfully, against all odds, nothing went wrong. And I'm going to say that the majority of that is because we weren't using North American-related airlines. I'm going to give a shout-out to uh, to the rest of the world for having their shit together, because back here at home, holy shit, our airlines fucking suck. Uh, we used Air Canada to get from here to Toronto, and then everything else was Air Korea, or Korean Air, I should say. Uh, and I can wholly recommend, if you're doing any overseas travel and they, and they service those destinations, use them! Oh my god, the efficiency, off the charts, bonkers good. They feed you every four hours plus snacks in between, like military precision. You gotta, you gotta watch out, you can time that shit, they are out with carts everywhere, everyone's got meals, you've got like two to three options per meal as to what you're gonna have, all of them hot if you want them to be hot options, and all the food was actually legitimately fucking good. I was, I was mind-fucked. The whole time I was on the that plane, uh, you know, it was it comfortable. No planes are comfortable for me unless I'm in first class. But the seat wasn't that bad. Certainly better than most because the headrest could at least move up and down. Like on Air Canada, a lot of their planes, the seat is just one molded thing. There's no adjustment, so I'm just like fucking like this in the seat with my ear, my fucking knees up around my ears, and like I just no room. But in this one, I was I was okay. I survived. Uh, it, it, it was, it was, it was, it was okay. But I will say that they just ran it like clockwork. It, in fact, there was one part we were getting off one of the planes <clears throat> when we were uh, on uh, Korean Air. And one of the flight attendants, she had an Apple Watch. They all had Apple Watches on. Uh, or it was a Samsung watch. It could have been either one of them. Probably Korean Air is probably Samsung. Anyway, she looked down. She looked down. As soon as we had, we had taxied and we were at the, the airport to start, like, deplaning. As soon as the deplaning process starts, I see her look down and press the fucking timer button on her watch. She was timing the deplane fucking mode to see how long it took them to successfully clear the plane of all of its passengers and clean the plane for the next fucking go. Shit was crazy. Uh, like, it, it really, like, and when we got back and we were using Air Canada again to get back to Halifax, and just like everyone, like, it, it took forever to get on the plane. They did the worst boarding process I've ever seen in my life. It took five times as long to board one-third the number of passengers as it did for Korean Air. Just to go from Toronto to Halifax, the boarding time was an hour. We were there in Pearson for an hour. And this woman that kept doing the PA stuff to announce, you know, like the classic, like, we're going to start with, like, insert fucking whatever, you know, section. Or not section, it's like a... uh, uh, you know, premium ultra dick sucking, uh, fucking whatever, uh, plan. They get in first and then like nobody goes up because nobody's paying for that shit. And they're like, all right, well, we're now going to board with the suboptimal dick sucking plan. And then there's like 58 plans. Then they get down. All right, fine. The plebeians zone five through zone three. This whole time she was saying like 
If you're in these previous ones, come see me or come over to here. But then she wouldn't take anyone the whole time. So, like, she wasn't doing, she kept telling people to do things, but she wouldn't do anything. She was, like, the attend, the flight attendant version of the guy in the construction site, where the guys are, like, picking something up, and they're, like, walking behind with their hands underneath of the thing, but they're not actually lifting it to make it look like they were fucking doing something. That was her. Took an hour to board a plane with, like, 140 people. Shit was crazy. So, eventually, we got, we got home. But, regardless, I'm getting ahead of myself. Korean Air, fucking 10 out of 10. Would recommend. Uh, didn't see a single Korean pop star in the airport. Very disappointed, uh, in, uh, in Korea. Uh, but I will say this, their the safety fucking, you know, the safety thing where they normally they get up and they do like the buckle and the, the fucking whatever. None of that shit. They were too busy doing more important shit. You know what they did? They had Korean idols in a pre-recorded fucking like movie thing that just plays on all of the screens on the entire plane where they have a uh, they have a song they have a theme song for Korean Air done by like BTS or some shit and they're singing and dancing through the whole thing going through all the safety measures and shit while other things are being done there's no like dejected 40 something year old woman that's been flying around the world taking a buckle that's been so worn to death that it's fraying going put insert the buckle and fucking tighten it and reach under your seat for the fucking vest with none of that shit it was all being done it was crazy it was very interesting to see somebody do it differently the trip in the philippines itself was great weather held out despite the fact it was rainy season it only rained a couple times so that was positive downside it was 35 degrees plus 98 percent humidity every fucking day holy shit it was hot so hot you get used to sweating mr black you just get used to it. It's a c- perpetual state. You don't stop sweating. You just, as soon as you open the door from the hotel room or wherever the fuck you are, you get hit by a brick wall and then you sweat immediately and it never stops for the rest of the day. Does not matter how hard you try, you are sweating the whole fucking time. And from every orifice, like my ha- like, you know the uncomfortable sweat where your hands start to sweat? That's the kind mm. of sweat we're talking about here. But, beautiful country. Uh, great time there. We got to, uh, you know, go on, uh, we, we had towards the end, we were with, uh, you know, on boat tours for like 12 hours a day, back to back days going around to the islands. Uh, we got lots of great pictures of course, and, and whatnot and spent lots of good time there. Got to see, uh, all of her family and spend a lot of good time with her parents and her sister, uh, and brother and uh, his family. And then we got to see, there was one day where all of the family, extended family, gets together. Because, like, once a month they get together at this, one of the families, they've got a, a home up in the fucking, like, outside the city. Uh, that they all go to, and they get hammered and sing karaoke. That's basically the idea. There's, like, 30, 40 people go there. They're all family. They all get wasted and sing karaoke. And so that's what we did. We went up into the mountains uh, and got wasted and, and uh, did karaoke. I did not. I watched everyone else do it. Uh, but I must say, it was impressive. Uh, all the same. Uh, they tried to get me to do it, but I was like, you really do, do not want that to happen right now. This is, we got a good thing going right now. We don't need to fuck that up with me saying karaoke. Uh, and they left me off the hook. That was, that was, uh, that was wonderful of them. But, uh, nevertheless, it was great, uh, great time. And, uh, got a little bit of a tan going. I think I got, I got like a farmer's tan. Check that out. So this hmm. is, this is po- pre and post- um, although that, even up there is a little tan, but I had to start wearing a shirt because I burned the fuck out of my shoulders when we were on the boat for 12 hours. There's not enough sunscreen in the world when you're sweating that much, Mr. Black. It just, it doesn't exist. You, you could bathe in that shit and it just 
fucking slicks right off your ass in the first 30 minutes and then you're frying. Uh, so I uh, had to wear a t-shirt for the rest of the time. But yeah, got uh, got myself a little bit of a of a tan. Food was wonderful. It was amazing. Thankfully not hard to get my hands on bottled water. Did not get the shits. That's good. Miracle. No shits were had That's good. Uh, the whole time we were there. Everyone stared at me the whole time. The answer to the okay. question is yes. Everyone. Ev- everyone. It was insane. Uh, some tried to hide it. Some did not give a fuck. Some would stare at you and you, you're you locking eye contact. And they would not break eye contact. They were locked in. And like <laughs> dead face just... <laughs> and i'd be like well, okay i'm like wow i'm losing the staring contest right now it's crazy uh the first day we went to the mall was definitely the worst like in terms of me noticing it after a while i stopped fucking paying attention because i just knew it was happening but when we went to the mall the first day everyone is just turning and looking and pointing mums are like getting their children around and pointing and like whispering at them and shit like i was some sort of fucking like you know lost eighth wonder of the world walking through the fucking mall uh some uh, some like 80 year old white dude with like a 14 year old wife there was like staring at me and like tried to nod at me and i was like bro what the fuck is it don't nod at me you're a fucking creepy son of a we are not the same i'm i'm with somebody my age we are not the same. Don't be looking at me like that. Bro, they are all over the place there, too. I swear to God, dude, it's crazy. Oh, you know, I the bet. 90 Day Fiance shit is oh, a hun- in a 100% oh, effect. Bro. 100. I bet everywhere <laughs> you look, there's some white dude from North America with old a specifically. Yeah. Old, which M said is part of why they're looking at us all the time is that it's rare for like two people to be the same age. Same age. Yes. They're used to seeing a 65 to 85 year old bald, fat white dude that's just walking around with a 23 year old like Filipino wife that has like four children. And like, that's like, that's what they're used to. So like it's like a weird fucking, you know, and the, 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 the women do it typically it's because they're very, uh, very poor and they're just getting themselves up out of some bullshit and the white dudes are coming over cause they can't land literally anything over here cause they're useless human beings and they're being predatory fucktards over there uh, in the Philippines. But it was creepy as shit dude is everywhere. And it, it yeah. wasn't as noticeable like in where we were at first cause we weren't in Manila most of the time we were in a, another province. And then, but when we went to. Uh, when we went to uh, Caron, we were on the island. That's that's like the that's like the like the uh, the the foreigner destination where there's yeah, more like foreigners than there. Place. Yeah, it's a touristy yeah. place. Yeah, that's and where you're going to see it. Oh, a lot dude, of it. there are guys like, living there. Like they're just living. They don't leave. They're of just they're, they're just and there. They're, they, running, they're running through Filipino women. Just bro. That it's dude. I, <laughs> he just yeah. like we were there, and there's just like this, like fucking, like two or three uh, again, old bald white dudes, fat as fuck, disgusting, sweating like a whore in church. Walk, through, dude, leather skin, like Hulk Hogan times ten, <laughs> leather, because they have been there for probably a decade, and they haven't worn sunscreen uh, once, and they're just walking around with their gut fucking out, one dude's at the bar, he goes, put it on my tab, and that's when I knew that dude oh, yeah. has been there oh, yeah. a, hot a, lo- a long time. A hot minute, bro. 
Yeah. If you had conversations with them in a bar, I'm sure they'd give you some stories. Oh my god! Well, one dude tried to start talking with me when it was me and M and and M's brother sitting at the bar, and and another guy that was a foreigner and tried to strike up conversation. And I was just like, I just like, I gotta be honest, I ain't interested in whatever the fuck you have to say. <laughs> Whatever you're selling, bro. I Whatever it. you're selling, I and it, we again like every time I look at it, I'm like we are not the same person. You think that I'm here for the same reason you I'm we not. are not the same. We are not the same. But uh yeah, we got stared at all the fucking time. It was whatever, like you get used to it, it's it is what it is. I will say there were a, a few other guys that weren't like old old, but they were just there. And they were they were some of them were close to as tall as me. Like so it wasn't like I was the only dude walking around that was really tall. Uh but uh but I, it was rare, obviously. Is there many, wasn't, is there many uh, black people there? Do you see many black like I saw like one or two. Or, one yeah. or two black foreigners. Wasn't very many. If you were if we were in Manila, we'd probably see more. Because Manila is like the city, yeah. city for like you know it's the main city, um, uh, and if we were there during more peak times of of travel, like well, this, is get, the, uh, this is the off this is the off season, a hundred percent, oh hundred percent, hundred percent, because it's not that many. Like unless you were like at where all the tourists are and it was peak tourist season, they're not seeing that many black people there. Now that being said, some of the islanders that are there. You know, this is, this is, they're not like, you know, they're not Japanese or Korean or something. Like they are, they are as pushing black as you can get yeah, without being colored. black. They're, yeah, they're colored. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're colored. <laughs> yeah so like yeah. you'll definitely get stared at because you're not the same in that regard, but there are some dark individuals down there for sure. Uh, no two ways around that, but it was, it was great. Everyone was very nice. Uh, you have to get used to everyone trying to sell you something all the time. And I don't mean oh, yeah. like, and I don't mean like in the sense that you're just in a tourist spot where you're, where you're expecting like hawkers everywhere. I mean, this is like a Filipino thing everywhere you go. It does not matter. It's Filipinos selling to other Filipinos, Filipinos selling to tourists, Filipinos selling everything. It's everywhere. Everyone has a store at the front of their fucking home. Everyone is selling whatever they can get their hands on, whatever they can do to make money. They're doing the thing, uh, which is a, a you know a bit of the culture shock in that regard. <clears throat> you'll be in you'll be in traffic, which by the way is fucking insane. Driving in the Philippines, you have to be certified insane driving the Philippines. God bless them. I don't know how I didn't see a single accident. I don't know how we didn't get in an accident. When we were there. It's a different animal there. But you'll see people just walking around with random goods at traffic oh, yeah. lights. Just mm-hmm. selling shit constantly, like bottles of water, chips, beer, whatever the fuck, just walking through traffic, not getting hit miraculously. People like doing anything and everything, selling it everywhere all the time. You just kind of get used to, to seeing that. Everyone, there's like the taxis or like uh, trikes, which are basically like a dirt bike or a bike, uh, like a low CC bike with uh, with like a tr- like a sidecar bolted to it. Uh, that you'd get around, like, that's the main way of getting around side streets, and then you get into, like, taxis and, mul- uh, taxis not like we have, but, like, multi-cabs, which are basically, like, mini buses, again, prefab custom sheet metal fucking buses and shit, I wish I got more pictures of them, I didn't, you could easily see them online, but they're all custom, they've got, like, their own names and crazy shit and people just like file on the back and like cram in like fucking sardines and they'll get you from place to place. So it was very like traveling was, it was a, was a cultural, you know, shock thing as well. Uh, traffic rules don't exist. Well, no dude, it's, it's like a, it's, 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 it's bordering a third world country, right? Like it's, it's not yeah, as yeah. poor and as bad as some other countries, but, but it, it ain't too far off. Yeah. It's like even you know, in Manila, 
the traffic rules don't like the closest thing to traffic rules is that is that typically or technically speaking there is a direction in which the vehicles are supposed to be moving that's yeah. about the only rule yeah. everything you, you, else yeah people drive as fast as they want they're fucking scooters cars bro, fucking bikes i mean you fucking name the it, bro. speed it's- in which people are fucking motoring around and oh, just yeah. and passing other people and they and how close they get to everything yeah, it's, at all times it's next level it was the same way when i was in dominican i was like what the fuck how are there not people dead all the time like the horns are just constantly because they're like they're like warning people that you're coming up behind them that you're about to pass them and shit you'll be driving into oncoming traffic more than you'll be in your own fucking lane like i just got used to the fact that we'd be in a vehicle driving and i'm looking out in front of me and there's a truck coming right to where like that you're just constantly into oncoming traffic oh here's the real question adam could you live in the philippines is this the life that you can zero no zero zero chance not a chance in a million years. No, <laughs> no, no shot. No shot. Can't he do it. On that. He no. was quick. He didn't no, even think no, about no, it. No, 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 no. And like, would and you, not. Would you visit there again? Would you go there yes. again? Or is it I like, would visit hey, there again. Yes. Now. I've done it. I've, you know, yeah. it was vi- super expensive or it's like you, you basically are a God. The there flights are like the problem. Bucks. Yeah. The, fl- yeah, yeah, the flights course. are the problem. The, those are the expensive one. Like the flight is like 80% of the cost of the trip. Like when you're there, the dollar has so much power that can you spend money? Yeah, absolutely. You, you can course. fucking spend it. You can go to like, you know, Hilton's and shit and you're spending $500 a night just like you would. Of course. Anywhere else. But you don't have to do that. Uh, and the I think the secret to to traveling the Philippines off of resort locations is you kind of either a need to do an enormous amount of research, like just fucking bonkers research, because to get yourself around in the Philippines is paradoxically both easy because you can find a, like a trike or something to take you anywhere, but also difficult in that you have to have cash on you everywhere because very few people take cards of any kind. It's all cash, all coin, all everything. But then you also need to be able to know where the fuck you're going. Yeah. And it's very like, if you don't know, like if M wasn't there, I wouldn't yeah, have been able fucked. to do 90% of what we did, even in the tourist spots. Like it's very confusing to do anything there. So like, I would go again, but it's only because I know that if I go, I'm going with M, and I don't have to worry about anything. I can literally turn my brain off and just walk around like a zombie, and she's just like, she's got yeah. everything under control. But if I was, like, suggesting for other people to go to the Philippines as a destination, I would suggest you almost guaranteed want to stick to the very touristy spots, and you still want to know what you're doing when you get there, and you want to make sure that you get used to bringing cash with you everywhere you fucking go, because it's it's required. Like, you'll walk into, like, a restaurant, and, uh, like, that looks like it's upscale, because it is, and you're still paying cash, like, a lot of the time. Like, the... the, yeah. the, the is you know, it expensive? Like, did you guys go to a nice restaurant, and if so, like, how much was, like, an expensive meal? So, we went to, we went to a, one or two what, what are considered nice restaurants when we were there, uh, not again, like if you want to do something stupid, like go to a Hilton where they're going to like charge all of the foreigners, like fucking $6 yeah. trillion. But we went to, because again, I'm with them. We get to go to all the nice places that are locals. Yeah. And so you don't get reamed as hard. That being said, way cheaper. I mean, it's not even close and, and the food is good, uh, especially if you're into well, seafood. Way cheaper. Is it like a meal costs you like $10 US? We fed, US? we fed seven people for about a third of the cost as you would here. Ooh, wow! <laughs> that's the that's what I'm talking about for cheap, and like that's that's what you like. Most of the food is shared there too. So when you you have to get in the mindset that when you order something, even though it looks cheap, 
Sometimes they'll say it's it's like how much it's meant for, like in terms of how many people. Otherwise, a lot of the time you have to ask because you might order a bunch of shit and you've got enough food for fucking six weeks to show up to your fucking table and you have no, you have no idea what you're ordering. Like you'll order yeah. like a soup and they will bring like a fucking, like a just tub? this tub and sit it on your table and you're like, Jesus, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? So, yeah. like, that's another thing to get used to, but the food is, like, super cheap. Crazy cheap. And M said, the crazy part is, M said it's so much more expensive than just five years ago. Like, she was talking about, like, you, like, we were spending, when we were there, we were spending 30 or 40% more than just four years ago. So it wow. was cheaper. Significantly. And we were still spending, like, nothing on food. Hotels were, like, uh, like 70 to to $100 a night. Oh, fuck. And that, now, granted... I want to put some, I want to I want to put some asterisks on that one, all right? I got a yeah. couple of little side pieces on this story here for about the hotels. We stayed in four stars, okay? Four star in the Philippines is a very different animal than four star mm. in North America or Europe. And you've got to, and and you could go online and you'll see that there's lots of great reviews. You're getting 4.3, 4.5, whatever, hundreds and hundreds of reviews. That's because they're locals going there and they have a different standard gotcha. than everyone else. Okay. It's a different animal. Now I'm not saying that they're like dumps or some shit or the, the people aren't nice that run it or the food's bad. All that stuff is good. The problem is, is that a couple things. One, the beds are all, except for one place we stayed, the beds were fucking atrocious, not just small, but but they were more like a, a futon than a bed. No springs, oh, no nothing futon situation. Damn. Some of the places, the pillows were good. Others, pillows, like, like, like okay, the, uh, the last place we stayed in when I got, which was the worst because it was when we had COVID. It was, the, it was fucking brutal. The bed hadn't been, the bed is as old as the place. Guaranteed 25-year-old bed. So it was super soft. Like you were just sinking into it, which is not the end of the world. We're not so old that a soft bed's going to kill us. But the pillows... You know that material that you can have for gym, at-home gyms or like puzzle piece floors? Yes. Okay, that was basically the pillow. Great. So, like, the variability fucking all over the map for what your sleep is going to be like when you're here <laughs> in the Philippines as far as the bed and pillow is concerned. The other thing to keep in mind, plumbing there, except for a couple of the, like, really nice hotels, typically not what you're going to be used to. It's old, it's run down, it's beat to shit. Some of it is is completely now. It's not that you're getting dirty when you're in the shower or some shit, but it is it is like the bathrooms would would resemble more of like even in a four star hotel in some places because again the variability is insane. In some places that we stayed, even though they're four star, these bathrooms were like bathrooms that you'd get in like a like a fucking dive motel that you're going to mm. go fuck some fuck somebody in. On the mm. weekend type shit like that's got, that's like, what pink flower wallpaper in the fucking bathroom. The tiles are fucking old and the taps falling apart. The taps are falling apart. The yes, fu- yeah. it's like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah it's like water that. pressure sucks. Yeah, it's just it, like, all of it's all of it's rough. It's all it's all of it. The last place it's we stayed, expected, though. It's but it's to be it's, it's to be expected. You again, it's variable. And the problem, I think, the bigger problem is, is that you can't figure it out by by pictures or reviews or anything. One of the places that we stayed when we were there, or two of the places that we stayed, in, in, um, were were perfectly good. They were great. Everything was fine. Beds were good. Bathrooms were good. You know, they weren't again like crazy amazing, but they were they were fine. But some places would definitely 
shock some people. Like they, they call, they definitely like, they'd be calling front desk going, can we get another room? And then you go to yeah. another room and it's the exact same. Like you're not right. like, it's, that's can we just get to a different hotel. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just uh, never going to know. Like, like in one place we stayed there, uh, the sewer back, not, didn't back up a gas, but back, back up. And so the, it smelled like the bathroom just like fucking was leaking sewer gas. It smelled fucking goddamn terrible. And we moved oh. to a different room and they, it, it reduced it a bit. But that was like, that was not that wasn't even a hotel thing. That was like city sewer problem. Like you weren't yeah. going to you weren't going to go to a different hotel and have a different experience. Yeah, that was just what you were getting. Uh, and so like there was things like that. The last hotel, though, I, I, I took a video of, of a couple of parts about it. When we got there, we weren't even supposed to be there. Because what happened was, um, M got M pop positive for COVID three, two and a half days before we were set to leave uh, the Philippines. We we were at the part of the trip where it was just her and I, and we were in Palawan, uh, and we had already done all the boat tours and everything, so that was already done. We were supposed to go and spend the next or the last two days with her sister in Manila, and then grab flights from Manila back home, whatever, and off and off we pop. But she pops positive for COVID with a fever the night before we were leaving Palawan. And I was like, fuck. fuck. Okay. Yeah. Because now we have to find a place to stay. We weren't, we originally were going to go with, with her sister, but we're not about to go bunk up with her fucking sister and get her sister all fucked up uh, in the process because she's just got like a little one bedroom fucking yeah. flat thing. So we're like, all right. So we found a place that was close to her sister so that her sister could bring us shit because we couldn't leave or do anything crazy like that we were like uh, all fucked up so we got this place we get there go reviews or whatever this place was a place we go there this was a place that was bumping in 1992 this place was fucking popping it was you could tell that at the time when they built it it was probably the like the rolls royce of fucking hotels in the area to give you an idea of what we're talking about all the conference rooms are named after hardwoods so you've got like You've got the mahogany room, for example, things room. like that. The oak room. So that gives mm. you the idea of the age of this place. They haven't changed a single fucking thing. Not a piece of carpet. Not a piece of wall molding. Not a, not a fucking faucet. Not a bed. Not, I think they added like a new bed, like headboard, like one of the, at some point in like the early 2000s. It's probably the closest thing that they did the entire time. They had mirrors in this room. Strip mirror about 18 inches tall. I got a video I might send to you sometime. You can see it. It wrapped the whole room. So everywhere mm. you were in the room, you were seeing 15 different versions of yourself from five different mm. angles. Good for fucking, uh, man. Yeah. Take them to the oak room and just lay the fucking wood. <laughs> like, yo, so, girl, we, we going into the fucking redwood room. <laughs> you're about to get it. You're about to see it from every angle. Uh, so that was a little fucking, uh, a little fucking weird. But, uh, but beyond that, the room was right next to the main road, and the walls were about as thin as this fucking piece of tissue paper. Not only that, the air conditioner that was in the wall, they just cut a hole in the wall and put that bitch in. They didn't foam or caulk around it, so you're just seeing straight out into the fucking street around the oh, sides, which means man. all the hot air is getting into the room, which means it's maxed, and it's barely changing the temperature of the fucking room. But we can't go anywhere. We're fucked. We're literally fucked. We can't move. We're fucked. Her <laughs> sister's bringing us shit to the fucking like hotel. And bless her, barely made it there. We because we had to fly to get there, right? We had to fly uh, uh, to get to uh, Manila, and it was like an, an hour taxi ride. And she's on her like she's got like a um, like a, a thirty eight 
ish and change degree fever uh and uh which is like if you're using fahrenheit she was at like 101 so she's just, and it's 40 degrees outside and humid so you get a fever a it's time. just fucking ass so we get there she gets into bed at this time i'm okay like i don't have a fever i don't have symptoms i had a sore throat a couple of days previous but it was like mild and it didn't come with any other symptoms. And I had tested just the day before that because we had a meeting with the family. I didn't want to get anyone sick. I just wanted to make sure. And I hadn't tested positive. So I was like, oh, I, like, I think I might have had it. Gave a damn. But I'm maybe I'm one of those people that just got like crazy fucking lucky. And it's just going to pass through me. It's not going to be anything. I was wrong. So the, the following <laughs> day was, was, was not bad. But the, the day, so like the following after that one, which was the day we were set to leave. To get on a plane to start coming back to North America. Am's fever is broken at this point. Thank fucking God. Like, she's through the worst of it. I, I took care of her for, like, the, her fever and shit. She was in bed. She didn't move. I pop fever the morning we're supposed to leave. And I was like, you fucking asshole. Really? Now? Seriously? And I start to get the symptoms. My sore throat's coming back. The, the sinuses are starting to go. I'm blowing shit out of my head. And the fever hits. And I'm like, oh my fucking God. This is like 4.30 in the morning. I wake up like this. Mostly because of the fever, but also because the road is there. And it's the loudest room I've ever been in in my entire fucking life. It's never been louder. I say to M, I was like, all right, I got this fever now. She said, great. Oh, that's not so fucking good, is it? I said, no, no, it's not actually very good at all. This is really bad. This, this is, is really bad. bad. We're to go home today. We, we, go, we go home today. I, 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 like, I ain't trying to change these flights. <laughs> this is going to be a bad. This, this is going to go. I'm trying to get the fuck out of the Philippines. I want, I want to go back to my country now. Bro, neither but, of us wanted to stay in this fucking hotel. Your M looked at me. Bro, yeah, I, okay, like, we got to go. <laughs> so in this, in this room, this, in this bathroom, bro, the tap perpetually leaked from everywhere so where the tap meets like where the handle meets the tap body leaks where the tap body meets the sink leaks out from there and there's one specific position that when you close the tap and you turn the fucking handle it will slowly stop but if you don't get it just right after about five minutes the water pressure is enough to reset and then it leaks again and it makes this crazy like fucking noise and all of a sudden water starts fucking shooting out of the shit the toilet leaked around the base of the toilet so the toilet was like on a fucking island by Mm. itself and you had to go in there we had our sandals on and we had to like fucking like squat our ass from like a million miles away so we weren't walking in fucking like leaked water and shit (laughs) ah the window, the coverings of the windows were basically like, were, were basically just sheer. So the light immediately at like 530 in the morning is streaming into the room. So I took the quilt off of my bed and I fucking tacked it to the wall <laughs> around the window, which, which it was a red color. So now we were in like some weird yeah, fucking <laughs> like red light room, the red, red light district. district. <laughs> you ain't getting no sex. You both are sick as fuck. Yeah. It's, just, it's just salty, it, you know, yeah, just fucking good. salty. So. Anyway, I get my fever, I got the symptoms, and I said, okay, so here's the plan. I look at the clocks, 4.30 in the morning, M's awake now, I'm looking at her, I'm like, I'm just so fucking angry at the time, I'm just so angry, seething. And I said, okay. I'd be like, "Uh uh-oh, this ain't good. I took my my temperature, I had a fever, it was low grade. I said, okay, look, 
if this is where it is, I'm not taking any meds to knock the fever down. I'm going to, I've got, like, the time it was like, whatever the fuck it was, it was 4.30, 12, 16 hours. Uh, 16 hours before we got to leave this hotel. I'm going to let this fever fucking pop off and just give it as much time as possible to fuck this shit up in my body before I start to pop meds to bring the fever down to, to travel. Especially at the time, it was all, it was like a hundred and... My fear was like 100.5, 101, so it wasn't, which is like a 37.5 or some shit. Not, not very high. Enough to be there and annoying, but not so high that you're fucked out of your tree. So, so I'll just leave it. That worked for about 90 minutes. My fever went up so fucking fast in 90 minutes, I didn't know what fucking happened. I went, it went from like nothing to everything, and my body, the, like my body aches, Bro, I have never had malaise like that in my life. Every joint was on fire. And I've got that arthritis like joint in my low back that's fused. Bro, that felt like somebody was driving a spike through my fucking low back 24-7. It didn't, no matter what position I was in, I was fucked. I took my temperature, 39! I went from nothing to a hundred and basically three degree fever in 90 minutes. I went, shit! Okay, Uh-oh. that's not good. I can't travel at 39. I literally can't stand at 39. I like if I walk across this room, I'm a pass out in the fucking leaking toilet water. I can't fucking do this shit. So I was like, all right, now I got to take my meds. So we, we don't have no Tylenol extra strength. They just have paracetamol over there, which is basically like the no name or a different brand name version. I will let you know right now, paracetamol, ass, ass. It doesn't do a shit. I was maxing thousand milligram per four hours. It took 12 hours of paracetamol and M bathing me in ice water, 12 straight hours. My fever didn't move an inch for 12 hours and finally came down after the third round with all of that fucking ice water and all of that medication and laying in bed. I was delirious. I said, I, at one point, I looked at her, I said, I gotta be honest, because the temperature wasn't going down. I don't know if we're going home. I said, we might <laughs> actually have to entertain the idea that our asses aren't leaving this fucking hotel today. And she looked at me, and immediately, without hesitation, flat face said, no, we're going home today. I said, word? <laughs> <laughs> Even she's ready to get the fuck I out said, of God. I said, word. She said, yeah, we're getting this fever down. We're leaving. I said, girl, I'm happy that you don't have your fever anymore, but okay, let's go. So anyway, the fever finally drops. And, and when I say drops, I mean, it goes to like 38. It's so we, yeah, yeah it's we went from we went from 39 to 38, which is which is I still feel yeah. like death, but I can yeah. stand and walk for 15 feet before passing out. You so that's manageable. Depth. You were on death's uh, <laughs> doorstep, and now you're on life support. So you know at least you're breathing. Bro, I had four kinda. hours. I had four hours of sleep in total, plus this COVID bullshit. I was like, "All right, fuck it, fuck it." We ball, and I get my shit together, and we get out of there. We get into the fucking taxi, and bro, I got. I brought the claws with me that just had water on them. I was so hot; it didn't matter. It did. The cloth was always cold because I was just so, I was just hot. So I had it in my backpack, but it was always cold because it was always so much colder than me. So I had it around my neck. I was like trying to like fucking like keep my temperature down with it like around my neck and shit. I walked into that into that airport, bro. I must have looked like fucking hell. I I'm, I was sweating constantly, everywhere. I had I had Kleenex. I was constantly doing. 
this I had a mask on like a proper oh, yeah. N99 had a mask I didn't want to get everyone sick right because I'm at this fucking air I was like I'm gonna get like people 100% catching this shit from me I'm like I gotta keep this mask on so I had this N99 on and I'm just fuck I'm mouth breathing because I can't breathe through my nose so like inside the mask it's just dripping with fucking mouth Nasty, shit I, and I was just like ah you know what I, I would have said uh, I'd have been like listen M we're staying in the Philippines, but we're going to the Hilton. Okay, this is, <laughs> bro. This the is re- a compromise. Here's the here's the deal. The rebook on the tickets alone, not including stay for longer. The rebook on the tickets it would have been four thousand dollars. So my ass was oh, getting honey, on that plane. Honey, we're going on Korean Air real quick. I thought I. <laughs> Honey, I thought I'd let you know that if I die on this flight, just know. I did it for you. And said, said, I got to keep it 100. We ain't paying mortgage if we get to fucking rebook these tickets. I said, word? (laughs) All right. Come on. Shit. So we four grand. So I walked into the into the fucking airport. The worst possible thing happened. Even though we're there late at night, it's red eye bullshit, and we're not we're not taking your typical flight. Every Korean in fucking Philippines are going home that night. The lineup to get your bags and shit, or we had already checked in, but to get your bags put in. We were there for an hour and a half. We got there three hours early with checking in ahead of time. We barely made our flight. We were there for an hour and a half in a lineup to get our bags checked in. I was dying the whole fucking time, popping paracetamol, trying to fucking, like, stay alive. I'm on my feet the whole fucking time. We get into the security. I do have pictures of this. There's at least a 1,000 people yeah. in the security line. Yeah. Three wickets. Damn. Three? For a minute. Get fucked. Get fucked. I've never seen a line get snaked through a room so fucking densely in all my life. We were like this dick to ass for like fucking two hours almost in this fucking lineup. And of course, you're that close. I'm sweating. I'm trying not to sneeze. I sneezed in my mask a couple times. I'm trying to like covertly, which is impossible because I'm 6'6 in a room full of fucking four foot tall people. I'm like trying to like blow my nose and like just survive the fucking time. We get onto the plane. We get we get going. As soon as we get on the Korean air shit, it was whatever. I was like, all right, I'm here now. The first flight was four and a half hours. The second flight's 13 hours long. Oh, no. Just kill me now. Just fever take over. <laughs> Just take over. I'm going down, man. I'm going 13 down. 13 hours. No. I said, Jesus. No. No. I'd be like, listen, M, mortgage ain't getting paid. 13. I don't know what to tell you. I'm going to die out here. Bro, I have a hard time going five. Once I hit hour five on a plane, yeah. I legitimately start getting angry. Yeah. And I'm like, like, like mad. <laughs> and like, I have to constantly get up. Like I'm that dude on the plane. I need to stand. Yeah. I can't like, once I get to five hours, I, I need to move. Like I need to get up. I need to walk to like, I'll go to the bathroom six times and not even piss. I'll just stand in there and look at myself <laughs> in the mirror saying, you got this. Just one more I hour, did that. I did that at one point of on this flight. Of course you did, bro. So Get like, COVID, bro. You're dying oh. up in fucking your free air. You're going back to North America. You're, tra- you're, you're doing a full day of travel. You're, you're, bro, I'd be dead. I'd be like, no, this stall is out of order. I'm dying in here. The good no news and bad news. Here. The good news and bad news. We were the we were the seats right in front of the of the bathroom. So I had to walk nowhere to get there. The bad news is everyone else going to the Everybody, washroom. Buddy, oh my brushes God, my you... arm or some shit oh, like every fucking time. Uh, so I didn't get to sleep. Thirteen hours, no sleep, no nothing. Oh. 
Just hell. And that would have been. And that would have been nice. That would have been nice. You're, yeah, you're just telling yourself you can do it. You can make this. I had you a bunch do of downloaded YouTube videos, and I was trying so hard to just lose myself and whatever yeah. the fuck on my phone. And okay, so the way that this 13 hour flight, because we had 13 hours both ways, you know, going there and back, same flight. The first four hours, okay, not great, but you're you're managing it. It's the middle four hours. The last yes. four hours also, not great, but okay. That's the middle four or five hours. Reality sinks in. Where you're just like, I'm on this fucking plane for another eight, nine hours. And yes. it just it just hits you. And time in that middle five hours couldn't go slower if you tried. The shit creeps. And when you have a fever of like fucking 103 degrees and you're just dying on this fucking plane and you're cramped and you have no room for your legs and every stewardess, bless them, and every fucking bathroom goer is just slamming into my fucking left shoulder every 14 seconds. Uh... I was, I was so fucked, dude. I, dude, I went to, oh. I, I, I say I was going to my happy place. I didn't even do that. I literally just tried. I've never tried so hard to autopilot in my entire life and turn yes. my brain off. Uh, which I'd works. Drugs. I'd have taken drugs. I was. Like, I need some that's gonna knock me the fuck out. I, you know, if I if I don't wake up, I don't wake up. But I need to go. Like, you, I, I was on a lot of drugs. I was on so many <laughs> drugs. I was on so many drugs. M had because we were in the Philippines. Uh, uh, you know, we she had obviously. Got a drip. Like we we had we had we have doctor friends in the Philippines, so we got prescription shit for like fuck. Like the day we got there, we had COVID. She got like antivirals and all sorts of other shit. I didn't get to any of that because I didn't have any symptoms, so they didn't send any shit for me. She got all the good shit. I just got the fucking paracetamol shit. But I was taking so many meds that they that the, we had prescription meds to take when you take so many meds so that your stomach doesn't fucking dissolve. So like, that's how many medications I was on. I was taking meds to fight the other meds so that my stomach didn't fucking implode on itself. All the medications. But on the hour, like, six, my fever came back and the meds weren't doing anything anymore. And it mm. did that for about six or so hours afterwards before the meds started working again. And so I had my full-blown fever for six straight hours right in the middle of that flight. And I was in hell. Fuck me. And I'm trying to wear the mask as long as I can. Because I'm trying not to get people sick around me. Here's the other thing, though. We obviously got there during a wave of whatever new shit's going around. Because when we went there, on all of our flights, even when we were in the Philippines, only a handful of people had a cough or whatever the fuck it was whatever oh, when we were coming home, we were on the way dying. home literally in the philippine flights out of Phil everyone 50 percent minimum on those flights are dying everyone has got some sort of fuck or like not they're not dying there was one guy that was definitely like me and fucked the rest of them were like their fever's not there but they're coughing they're sneezing they're like the whole everyone's fucking sick there were uh, so on this on this 30 hour trip home is how long it took us to get home 30 30 hours I I had there was times I had to take my mask off I couldn't help it I was lit, I I I had two masks to 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 cycle for that 30 hours and there were times where it was so hot and my fever was so high I was going to pass out I had to take my mask off when we got to Toronto in Pearson which by the way is the worst fucking airport ever fucking crafted I fucking hate Pearson International Airport we got our, when we got to the baggage to like drop our fucking baggage off, I was so weak at that point. I, I lifted the bags up, put on the bag, baggage and, and like send it off. I almost passed out and vomited simultaneously. I sat down on the ground, middle of fucking baggage check-in. People all around me, and standing next to me. I sat down cross-legged and I said, I'm just going to 
take this quick. I'm gonna take this quick timeout. Bro, that was, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even have left Toronto. I'd have been like, "Listen, we're I, I, we're back in Canada. I'm we're going over to the Air Canada Lounge. I'm gonna upgrade us first class tickets. We'll go the fuck home tomorrow. But I'm I'm getting a bed, bro. This I sat. I'm done. I, I I'm sat done. there for ten minutes, and I, 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 I M handed me a water bottle, and I sat there for ten minutes to collect myself enough to walk to our gate. I did it. Got to the gate. Oh, I hadn't yeah. eaten anything uh, like other than like I didn't eat too much on the air, on the air, uh, Korean air flight because I I was fucked like I had no appetite I was fucked but I hadn't eaten much in like in all this time I haven't slept in like thirty fucking hours and so we get to this the Starbucks and I got a dry bagel no nothing just dry bag because I was I was so fucking nauseous and I like. I, I get myself through half of the bagel and I drank like a liter of water. And dude, at the point I was in Toronto, I must have looked. I mean, M told me I looked fucking atrocious. I looked fucking bad. She said, I've never I've never seen you look so so fucked up in my entire life. I said, that's because I've never been more fucked up in my entire life. We got to the gate sitting there in Toronto. I put my neck pillow on. I put my eye mask on and I straight passed out sitting up. I had my legs like... Fucking, you know, like, your knees knocked together. My knees knocked together. I was slunched in my seat. Forward. Snot. Fucking, like, I'd, I'd blown so much shit into my head that I was pe- my skin was peeling off my lip. I was just there dying in the fucking airport. And looked over at me. And she, when we got home, she couldn't stop laughing. She said, you looked fucking terrible. I said, well, could you not fucking blame me? Shit was real. I was dying out there. I'm like, it's your fault. You took me to the Philippines. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> That's why I don't go anywhere. Fuck. And then, of course, that flight took forever because they couldn't fucking board it. But anyway, we got back. We got back. And, uh, dude, I've never been so happy to crawl into my bed. Okay. I got home. I showered because I had to. I had to shower. I crawl into that bed. My feet oh. were hanging off the end. My pillow was soft. And I slept for like 18 straight fucking hours and woke up. And I'd like to say I felt like a new man. I still felt like ass. But I slept for 18 straight hours, battled that shit out. Now, here I am now. I'm still, you might hear it. I'm still congested. I'm still blowing some shit out of my head. I'm coughing way less now, thank fucking God. Like last Thursday, there was no fucking chance. I was coughing my shit senseless. Um, I'm tasting and smelling a little bit more now. Em and I both lost taste and smell. Yeah, I did too when I had it. When we got home, we were sitting in bed. M was so desperate. She, I want some McDonald's. We hadn't eaten anything in ages. So mom went and got us McDonald's. Bless her fucking heart. This is the morning after we woke up after 18 straight hours of sleep. We got the McDonald's sitting in bed. Both of us got a double cheeseburger in our hands. We both bit into it. We looked at each other. Not a thing. Couldn't taste shit. Couldn't yeah. taste shit. We had fa- orange Fanta. Nothing. Yeah. Not a thing. I dude, I buried my nose in that shit and I took the biggest huff. I didn't catch a single whiff. I said, "Word, I'm fucked up. I ain't I ain't taste or smelling shit." She said, "Neither am I." So we're both I'd say I'm at like the 60 to 70% range, 60% mm-hmm. probably 60 to 70% of my taste and smell are back. She's roughly the same. But now I can at least when I eat food, I can still kind of enjoy it. Now, whereas before it was literally like it did not matter what I ate. <laughs> Dude, I got, I got, just to get past it, I got mom and dad Miss Vicky's salt and vinegar chips because mm. it's the most, it's the most potent fucking thing I could think of to put in my mouth. 
I barely caught anything of it, bro, which was mm. weird because my mouth was still getting fucked up from the vinegar. So I'm still getting like, you know, like tongues fucked, the mouth's fucked because I ate so many. We had the Costco size bag, but I couldn't taste anything. It's fucking mm. weird. Nevertheless, uh, it was a good trip. It was uh, right up until the end. I'm happy we got COVID at the end and not in the middle. That would have fucking sucked. Uh, and yeah, I got to spend lots of good time with uh, with the, the the family and and got to see some of her friends from uh, school back in the day and whatnot. Uh, they're all fucking crazy. They, they're they're like they're all they got kids and shit. Bring them to the beach. They're still getting wasted. Showing up on the beach, they got fucking they got they got those like Texas Mickey size fucking liquor bottles and shit. They're getting have just three sheets. Uh, and they bring all the food and they just get hammered for like 12 straight hours. Crazy. But, uh, it was good. So it was a good time. And, uh, would I go again? Yes. Anytime soon? No. Would I be able to live there? Not in a million fucking years. I will say this though. M tried to tell me about how good their mangoes and how good their, 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 uh, um, avocados were compared to ours. Mm. She wasn't lying. Oh, it's good. Bro, those mangoes are on a different fucking plane of existence from whatever the fuck we've got here. Because for us, in order to ship them here, they gotta pick them early. So they're fibery, they're not nearly as sweet, they're just, they're just kind of whatever. Dude, the mangoes there, not only are they like four fucking cents to buy a mango the size of my head, that shit is, is, is like, there's no fiber. It melts in your mouth. It's sweet and amazing and incredible. And I could eat like my entire body weight in their fucking mangoes daily, easily. Their avocados, same thing. No fiber, no fiber is nothing like butter, like in your mouth. But you could literally use it as a butter replacement mm. if you wanted to. And their avocados are the size of this fucking Kleenex box. I, uh, they fuck, she brought, her mom brought out a whole fucking thing of avocados to put it on the, on the table during, uh, uh, lunch one day. I said, what the fuck is that? Watermelon? She said, no, avocado. I said, what? They're fucking huge. They're, they're like four times the size of our freaking avocados and, and, and they taste way better. But the, the funny thing is they use avocados as a fruit because it is a fruit. So theirs is for dessert. So they use it with sugar Milk and sugar just by itself, dipped in sugar and shit. And so when I told them, I was like, I'm not going to have this with my salad and my, and my fish and shit for lunch. They looked at me like I was crazy. I said, what the fuck are you doing? This is dessert. What are you mixing dessert with your lunch for? Mm. So I can't help it. I'm a degenerate North American. Avocado toast and raised on it. Can't help it. Either way, that's it. It's a long fucking story, but it was, that's the condensed version uh, but it was wonderful. I'm alive. Uh, and, uh, but I, 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 listen, I baked myself when I was there. I thought when I get home, being in this office is going to be a breeze. I was in 40 degree weather. I was like, bring it the fuck on, bro. This office is still too goddamn hot. I'm sweating just standing here right now. It's 19 degrees outside. And for whatever reason, this office is still 49 degrees. I don't understand what a man has to do to not sweat in his office around here. AC. That's Mine iced up again upstairs yesterday. I had to fucking like run the fan mode to get the ice out of it again. But I digress. Video games, Mr. Black. We should talk at least a little bit about them. Do we have to? We do. But that's not, you know, I, I got you. I, I, I got you. There's some stuff, though, that you might find interesting. For example, the first one. It's the end of an era, Mr. Black. 
the voice of Mario for some 30 years, essentially our entire lives, uh, of, of from gaming uh, perspective anyway. Charles Martinet is retiring and moving into a role as Mario Ambassador. He is the voice of Mario that you recognized for 30 years. Retiring, finally. No longer going to be the voice of Mario, which is kind of fucking crazy if you think about it, but they announced this, uh, Nintendo's own accounts announced this. Uh, and said, yeah, no longer going to be recording with, uh, with Charles for the voice. He's retiring his voice. And, uh, uh, but he will be a ambassador, which is basically he gets paid by Nintendo to go around the world, still technically being a Mario and just, you know, going to Nintendo events and, and doing all that kind of stuff. But from like a working perspective for the voice, he is, uh, he is retiring. So, uh, shout outs to him being the voice of our entire Mario generation, but he's going to go away. Interesting to see who will replace him. Chris Pratt? Perfect. There you go. Chris Pratt. Can you imagine the fu- how livid everyone would be? Yeah. Uh, watch the Mario movie, by the way, just a side note. It was okay. It's pretty good. It was pretty good. It was fun. Um, loosely related to this, uh, as far as the voice acting is considered, the, after the tragic passing of Lance Reddick, uh, Bungie has announced the new voice actor for the character Zavala in, in uh, Destiny will be uh, Keith David, which is, in my mind, about the only person that I can think of that would make any sense. Their voices are close enough that if you yeah. close your eyes, you might not be able to tell the difference. Uh, and so Keith David is taking over uh, that role, so uh, that will be in good hands. Uh, this just popped like 30 minutes before uh, we started the podcast, but we are losing another great developer, Deep Silver Volition, uh, which is kind of like a double name. You like For a long time, it was just Deep Silver, then it was like Volition, and some people call them Deep Silver Volition. Anyway, uh, they announced that effective immediately, they are closing their doors after 30 years. This comes not long after the Embracer Group, which is one of those mega conglomerate global we own half the brands you, you you buy shit from in every store that you go to uh, kind of companies. Embracer had bought them up. It was part of their uh, their gaming division, and uh, they are restructuring. And that's a really fancy word for firing lots of people. And so Volition, after 30 years of being a developer, is uh, shutting its doors. And if you're wondering what Volition might have been responsible for, well, they're responsible for stuff like Free Space, Red Faction, and of course... Uh, most recently, uh, the Saints Row series. Uh, that was that was their their shtick. So they're closing their doors. Hopefully, they can find a new place to take their talents elsewhere. Uh, beyond that, it's a spicy week, Mister Black. And a little recap here. This is, you know, in the in the history of video games, it's nice to go look back and say, you know, certain years were big years for game releases. Like some of the, you know, for example, 1997, 1998, two standout years where some of the most formative, you know, uh, the industry-shaping games got released in those years. 2002, 2004, also very big years. 2004 is arguably, was arguably, you know, other than 1998, maybe, uh, the, the king of them all. But this year, some of because some of it because of COVID, you know, pushing stuff out, so we had even more in a singular year. And other uh, other projects, not necessarily from that, but just so happens to be, this year is a crazy year for video game releases. We've already had a number of insanely huge, generally generationally effective games come out this year, and we're still not even in the thick of it. We've got the the bulk of it is coming up here in September, October. 
uh, and November. I just have some of the highlights here just to give you an idea of the, how crazy this is, despite the fact that we've already had some major releases earlier in the year. We've got Starfield, which is an early access, right? Or not early access, but early release. So there are people streaming it right now. Uh, Starfield's popped, and uh, the Metacritic for that is sitting at around. Oh, where I have it further down the list here. Um, sitting at around eight point or eighty nine out of a hundred, so eight point nine, somewhere in that neck of the woods, eight point seven, eight point nine, uh, with some odd standouts. And so when I, I'm, I don't read any of these. Like I don't, I'm not watching any footage or anything because I'll be reviewing it myself. And but I'm waiting for it to actually release because I'm not going to spend the money on it to play it early. <clears throat> I'm going to play it on Game Pass when it comes out for free ninety nine or my Game Pass you know subscription cost. And so, uh, but there were some standouts. So IGN, of which there's a million ones, but the main North American IGN, IGN, GameSpot. And uh, and PC Gamer gave it seven, seven, and seven point five respectively. Uh, everyone else has given this somewhere about eight point five and higher on average. Many in the in the nine uh, nine neck of the woods. Now it's very early on, and early reviews tend to always be this way. But it's this is a, an occasion where guy, uh, you know people had their copies way ahead of time. Some of the people doing the reviews have done like two or three different playthroughs before reviewing it. So this isn't necessarily one of those times where reviewers got their hands on the game 14 hours before the fucking game comes out. And so they're playing the first three hours and then giving it a review. So these reviews are probably relatively um, accurate uh, across the board. Not bad. Probably not as good as as some people were maybe thinking. Maybe some people were hoping it was going to be like a a Baldur's Gate 3 where it was going to hit like a 96, 97, something like that. Uh, but, uh, I actually, I put my prediction out. I thought it was going to average out in the first couple of, uh, weeks at an 84. I just had a feeling, uh, it's not that it's, uh, it's sitting higher, but nevertheless, Starfield is on that list for this month. Baldur's Gate 3 for the PS5, Final Fantasy Ever Crisis, Lies of P, still the worst name ever, Mortal Kombat 1, Payday 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, and then NBA 2K24 and EA Sports FC 24. That's just September. That's just some highlights for just September. Then we have October, Forza Motorsport, Assassin's Creed Mirage, Lords of the Fallen, Spider-Man 2, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, which, by the way, we got a 15-minute gameplay footage thing uh, that uh, got released today, so you can check that out on YouTube. Alone in the Dark, Alan Wake, and Alan Wake 2. That's all October. That's a heavy fucking month in October. And then November, Star Ocean, the second story are Like a Dragon Gaiden, The Man Who Erased His Name, The Day Before, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, Super Mario RPG Remake, and Persona 5 Tactica. So there's three months there, and there are that is a list. It might not be games that you personally, if you're listed as at home, that you're like, they, some of these games might not be your neck of the woods, but these are all like Metacritic 8s, 8.5s, and higher that are likely going to be coming out. And we're in a year where we've had like... Nine six nine seven games coming out bi-monthly. Shit's been crazy this year. It's a big, big year for all this shit. With that being said, some spicy news popped up here this week uh, for uh, for both PlayStation and Xbox. Uh, PlayStation and Xbox are making interesting moves with their subscription services, and for different reasons. So that's, of course, Game Pass for the Xbox and PlayStation Plus for the PlayStation. PlayStation announced substantial price hikes to PlayStation Plus, which is the service that they've only launched just last year. 
All of their tiers, Mr. Black, are going up 33%. That's a lot of price hike. Mm. Uh, The basic tier, which, by the way, is the tier that includes cloud saves. So you ain't getting cloud saves without getting into this basic tier. Is now 80 US dollars a year to get access to cloud saves. Which should probably be free, if I'm going to be honest. Cloud saves in the year 2023, that, that's just free 99. But they got that shit locked behind an $80 fucking paywall. Um, but every one of the tiers, so there's three tiers, all of them are going up 33%. The middle tier is technically going up 35 Um, Of course, everyone is, is complaining about the basic tier more than anything because it's got like the basic features, and so this price hike hits, hits that, uh, that tier the most. Uh, this comes into effect on November 6th, so if you're making any moves, uh, for that, like if you're one of those people that are stacking time in these services, this would be the time to do it, uh, before they, uh, they run those prices up further. So the top tier of this is a hundred and, I think it ends up being a hundred and sixty US dollars a year or some shit, uh, somewhere in that neck of the woods. Uh, on the Xbox's side, you'll remember that this, earlier this year, they also increased the cost of Game Pass per month. Uh, but their increases were 13%. So there's a 20% discrepancy increase between the two services. And I have to be honest, Game Pass crushes PlayStation Plus. It's not even fucking close. Uh, and so a lot of people are screaming and yelling at Sony uh, for, for digging this deep uh, on this shit. And it makes me wonder, though, if Xbox only went up 13%, when's the next price hike? And with that being said, they could do two more price hikes at 13% before they pass Sony's one price hike of the 33. Uh, But more recently, uh, and just before Starfield's release, and I think you could probably piece together why this would happen, Xbox closed out their free trial for Game Pass ahead of the release of Starfield. Not a Sherlock fucking situation there as to why that might be the case, but nevertheless, they do have, I think, a dollar thing where you can get Game Pass for a dollar and you get it for 14 days. So, I mean, shit, you can do a lot of damage in 14 days. <laughs> like, like, that was, like, what was, what was it back in the day at Blockbuster or, or like, uh, or, or, or Roger's video for us back in the day? It's like five bucks for a weekend? Yeah. So, I mean, shit, one dollar for 14 days? You're beating a lot of games. There's not a lot of games out there that you can't beat in 14 days. So get out there and yeah. fucking just spend a dollar for you know to, you just do that. Uh, but yeah, both uh, both of that. But that's a major price hike for for PlayStation. And I don't know if it's founded. They haven't announced any new features really. They haven't like they're not they're not value adding. They're just like hey, by the way, 33 percent increase. Get fucked. And so uh, yeah, a lot of people are are talking about that. Here's one we can talk about with Mr. Black. Get him involved on this one, because we talked about it before. Uh, But we got more details. Uh, More details on the PlayStation Portal, Mr. Black, have launched. That's the the Sony's, we kind of wanted to be the Nintendo Switch, but we couldn't commit to it. Uh, Kind of a situation. The handheld screen with the the DualSense strapped to the side of it. So we've discovered uh, that uh, other than the fact that it's so it's streaming the PS5 games over Wi-Fi, this is local Wi-Fi only, with an 8-inch screen running at 1080p60, that launches at 199 US dollars. So we were right about the price and we were taking a, taking a stab at it. Anything north of that would have been 
fucking clinically insane. But you know what? It actually technically, I, I say it costs more than that, and I'll get, I'll get to why here in a second. It can play supported games. That's a very important word that I read in that list. Supported. Which means not all games, theoretically then, would be supported. Some are clearly not going to be. Uh, now, that might be something as simple as just no VR games, which would make sense. Uh, but it could also be that some other games would just won't make the cut. Uh, we won't know until, until we come across those, uh, those games. Uh, they have to, of course, be installed on your PS5, uh, and they have to be games that use the DualSense controller. It does not have Bluetooth. You cannot use Bluetooth headsets with this thing. Not allowed. Including PlayStation's own Bluetooth headset, the Pulse 3D. It uses a new proprietary audio standard for PlayStation devices called PlayStation Link, Mr. Black. Which, of course, Sony is launching earbuds and a headset that supports this proprietary new audio standard uh, that we don't know the price of. But they're coming up, I believe, later this year and early next, uh, last I heard, unless that's changed. Uh, Which means, unless you plan on going no audio, or if this thing's got speakers on the back of it or some shit, if you want to have headset on, you're spending more than $199 for the body. Now you're spending it on the earbuds or the headset that will play nice with it. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say that if this is new proprietary shit, Minimal 100 bucks. They just bought Audis, by the way, to do their audio with now. So they're, uh, they're going to, and, and uh, um, Audis is not cheap. Uh, so they've got that plus this proprietary shit. Minimum $100 for sure. That's going to, uh, yeah, minimum. US. Which yeah. puts this now at, at 299 plus tax. No. No. <laughs> which is an Xbox Series S. No. <laughs> That ain't it. That ain't it. Joe, I have a question for you, Mr. Black. No. Why Why does this product exist? Is there a market for this no, product? There isn't one. <laughs> okay. It's Wi-Fi. There's no Bluetooth. It has supported games. It's new tech. And it's an 8-inch screen running 1080p at 60, which, okay, fine. Can get over that's that. fine. It's an eight inch screen. Ten, that's that's whatever. Okay. Yeah. But at two hundred US dollars, no, no, this will never work. It won't work. Do you think that there's that that when this was first being pitched, internal Sony? that the original concept for this was supposed to be closer to an actual competitor to the Switch, but then maybe they went, the, the higher-ups went, yeah, but maybe that's going to cannibalize our software for the actual main console, so let's not do that. And then it just got whittled down to whatever, like, husk of a fucking concept this is? Or do you think this is just bad product design from, like, the get-go? I think it's bad product design from the get-go. Like, why would they come out with a switch like thing when they just released the ps5 well it's not just but you know what i mean like we're 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 they're now making games that the ps5 can actually run 
you know, we're, we're like, that's where we're at. We're actually at this generation's games now. Cause we've been kind of playing, you can play these games on the PS4 and everything's just, it's fine. Yeah. But like, we're, we're here now. So why is it that you're coming out with this and, 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 and what you want to, you want to play these games on a inferior setup that costs the bulk of what the system itself could cost. I mean, we're 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 looking at what half the price of of a PS5. I I'm mean, still I'm still not sure about. I mean, I, I, it sounds like the PS5 has to be running, and so it sounds like you have to be on your home Wi-Fi network that your PlayStation Five is. So you can't even like go to go, a cafe you, and have you can't Wi-Fi be on, the bus, on the airplane playing your games or just anywhere that has Wi-Fi. Or so anywhere, sounds, yeah. You got to be home. Yeah. So this is like an at home, not on your TV. But the PlayStation is still being used, so it's not like somebody else could be like watching Netflix on the PS5 or some shit while you're streaming a game. By the sounds of it, which so it's like it's like you're at home. You could be at a TV, at a TV, but I guess somebody else is. So you're playing. I I so I I guess on paper that sounds like there's a market for like people that have like kids or something that are monopolizing the one TV in the household. And so you're just with the handheld, but how many people are gaming if they have kids while the kids are awake? Yeah. Like, uh, that's not very many people unless they're playing with the kids. That's different. Otherwise, you're waiting for your kids to be asleep and then you get your game time in. Typically. Yeah. So, like, I, like, it's like, what is it? I can't, I I hope, I hope that we at some point, NPD or somebody has the sales numbers. I want to know how many of these things sell. Not many. This will fail. Like this, this is going to sell less than, this has to sell less than, than 20,000 units, right? Are there, are there 20,000 people might, that will buy this? They, they might, there might be 20,000 suckers out there, but like it most certainly is not getting past 50,000. Cause you could just buy like a stream, like a steam deck at that point. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they're, and they're for sale everywhere now. Like you can you can pick them. People are selling them left, right, and center. So you can pick them up on the cheap. Just but. really weird, really weird. But it, nevertheless, anyway. there you go. There Good it luck. is. Good luck out there. Uh that was the review embargo. I talked about that. That lifted today. Um, yeah, I can't wait to play Starfield myself to see what it's really like. I'm going to try and go as as you know off the off the grid with it as i can until i get a chance to get my hands on it i'm gonna tell um, you seven seven and seven five not good not for not, not for no i mean the fact that the rest of the so an open critic they have two different scores they have like a top critic score which is like the most vetted critics and then they have their second one which is like a wide casts a wider net not user scores because that's separate obviously cast so they have two different ones the top critic score is still, I think it's like, an, last time I checked, it was around an 87. I expected, like I said, I, I expected like 84 when this all washes out. It just, it just, it just looked like that to me. Yeah. Which is not I'm to saying, say bad. It's not bad. That's not, 84 no, is fine. No. But I mean, you, you, but you know, for Bethesda, 84 is low, right? Like in, south of a 90 for Bethesda uh, yeah, is good. low. It's not good. Not a good sign, and I actually feel like the score might come down as the masses, you know, get it their will. hands on it. T- typically, it, the, the scores don't go up. No, right? It's usually the they scores are a bit embellished. 
you know, you, you know, they've they've got a, an agenda. You know, maybe Bethesda giving them some preferential treatment, some money, some fucking I don't now, know. I don't think it will come uh, down as much as some because, like I said, they actually gave them these review copies way ahead in advance. So it's not one of those instances where they gave like you got like a, a two hundred hour long game that they gave them the review copies twenty four hours before the fucking game launches, which is a tactic that a lot of fucking companies have done in the past to try and like make sure that the first three hours, four or five hours of the game are fucking stellar and they yeah. get the higher and then the, then all the bullshits afterwards with the reviewers. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I don't think it's one of those situations. So I think the scores are relatively accurate compared to usual in the early stuff in the early stages. But like I have my notes, Bethesda, the Bethesda effect is in, is, is uh, a thing you have to take that. You have to keep in mind that this is a company that's not dissimilar as we talked to you before, not dissimilar to a Nintendo situation where, for a lot of people, if they're Bethesda fans, it takes an awful lot for that needle to move to make them say some crazy bad shit about it, even if it deserves it. And so, like, only recently have I seen people start to finally bad talk Fallout 4. When that game first came out, I gave it like a 2 out of 5 or some shit, so this ain't it. This is hey, the last. Like, oh, giving them the guac guac three thousand. This oh. is fucking. This is amazing. Nah, bro. This is fucking turbo guac. Like yeah. they were in on it, right? And yeah. now people are finally like, oh. And you know what's funny? What I saw. So I think I don't know if it was IGN or PC. It was one of the three. I think it was IGN where they said this doesn't have. It's a good game, but it doesn't. It's not. It's not like the certified banger that Skyrim and Fallout Four were. And people in the comments were like, "What are you putting Fallout Four next to Sky? Are you high?" But Fallout 4, are you serious? That's a, that's a terrible game. So I was like, oh, finally, people. It only took fucking a decade, but people are finally coming to their senses about Fallout 4. But we'll see. It's a week from now. I'll have my hands on it. I'll give it a show or, or, or give it a go. Are you going to try it at some point? Are you going to give prob- it a rip? I, I, I'll probably just watch a little bit of what you're doing i yeah, yeah. I, the thing is i just can't can i just can't commit to fucking 40 yeah, plus yeah. hour it's a big game on my stream you know i i'm in i'm in the business of streaming to make as much money as i can yeah yeah, yeah. not to have as much fun as i can unfortunately that's just my reality <laughs> and uh you know if i if i if i play if i play the game it'll probably be something i do by myself i might yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. i might play it on stream a little bit and be like all right guys that's it and i just keep playing it if people miss stuff they miss stuff yeah, but yeah. i'm not i'm not rushing out to get it because i know if i if i stream that viewership goes down people aren't that people aren't that interested some people don't want to watch it because they want to play it themselves it's just like yep. it's such diminishing returns that like that's the big one streamer fuck yeah bro i'd be like i'd be first in line i'd already be playing it right now i'd be in that early shit paying the extra money getting on the hype but that's not what I'm known for, man. That, that's actually it. that's actually like one of the things that I ran into. I've been running into a wall with doing reviews and stuff like this. Is that in the past it wasn't? It's a bigger problem now than it was in the past for me. In the past, I could play a game on launch and I'd still get my usual numbers, and nobody would give a fuck. But more recently, everyone suddenly cares about not watching the game for spoil these games for spoilers. Yep. And and so my viewership is fucking like it, like it it evaporates comparatively speaking because uh, everyone's trying to avoid shit. So like it's this it's this catch twenty two of you know you 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 got to get on a hype train, but people don't want to watch it because spoilers. Correct. So it's like this weird fucking like quagmire. But unless you're somebody like Co and you're so big it doesn't fucking matter. Uh, you just play it and everyone watches you like or or enough yeah, people well, watch but, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but I mean guys like him. You know, um, he's also built a brand around doing that shit. So, like, yeah, if yeah. people, 
people that don't even regularly watch that dude. If a new big game is coming out and there's tens of thousands of people there, they're just going to go in and tune in to be part of the fucking yeah, crowd. Yeah, yeah, be yeah. part of, you know, it's like a, it's like the opposite effect. You know, he'll probably get more viewers playing this than he On did. Launch. An, then, yeah, exactly. Than he did for his regular stuff 90% of the, of the year. Yeah, it's because yeah. he's he's conditioned his audience. This is what he's known for, right? There are streamers that are known for that. But if you're known to be playing Grand Theft Auto V or Valorant or League of Legends or StarCraft or whatever other game, I guarantee you there ain't a single fucking streamer that is known for that that is going to go and play this game and they're going to gain viewership or even maintain what they normally get. It, it's going to... it's gonna some Some will drop drastically, like... 70 80 percent and then there'll be others will be like 30 40 50 percent right and that's like good you yeah. know half your viewerships hell You're yeah doing man, well. I, can actually, I can actually dude if i can play that game and i'm and i'm averaging like three four hundred viewers like half of what i normally get easy i mean I fuck, i'd fucking play it I'd be like, yeah, well, you know, I'll, yeah i'll lose out on some money but like at least i'm doing at least i'm making something and you know it's a, it gives me a break but for me i know it's good it's gonna be 80 percent dip and then as I'm playing it, I can't even enjoy it as much because, like, I'm just fucking thinking about, like, I really should just be playing something else. You know, it just gets in the way of everything. I, that's why yeah. I just rather at this point just play on my own or just not play it at all and then just fucking, you know, live vicariously some, for you or somebody else. some other people playing it. Yeah. yeah, why not? You know what I mean? Why not? I've been playing Baldur's Gate 3. That's been that's been an interesting experience for sure. That's another one where people are trying to get not to get spoiled, but it came out when I was on the trip, so it's been less of a problem. Yeah. Um, that's been a pretty good game too. That's that's like ninety six on Metacritic. That shit's fucking through the roof, bro. Yeah, that, that's a that is a. If it wasn't for the fact that that Tears of the Kingdom came out this year, that's probably a lock for game of the year. And it might, if there is a still god, might get it. It, still it might, get might it. still happen. Because yeah. Tears of the Kingdom is not that fucking game. It didn't. But, it didn't look like that game. But anyway, yikes. Uh, nevertheless, there you go. That's our video game news done and dusted, Mister Black. Which means, do we have a sellout to do? Are we back on a sellout hype right now? Where or are we still waiting? I mean, no. I mean, uh, yeah. We. I mean, we're, <coughs> we're here. We've we've got. We've first of all, we got Patreon.com/slash Lag TV. Um, I haven't looked at Patreon now for maybe 10, 12 days. Um, let's see here. Patreon.com slash lag TV. We are approximately. I'll tell you here how far we are away from Nova War says. I got a little taste of it in the lag TV says. Obviously, it's not the same. But we are we are two hundred and seventy eight dollars away. Uh, from bringing back Nova War says. So if you guys uh, if you guys are interested in that. Or you just want to support us, you can give zero fucks about Nova War Says. I understand. I get it. Uh, it's patreon.com slash lag TV. Um, and we have a sponsor, NordVPN. Um, our contract with them ends tomorrow. Uh, so Damn. Obviously, obviously, I'm going to talk with them and see if we can continue our partnership. So if you are watching this uh, live right now or in the VOD, head on over to... Uh, nordvpn.com slash OTT. Use the promo code OTT and get yourself a massive discount plus a bonus month when you use uh, that promo code OTT. Uh, guys, stay safe, stay anonymous when you're on the internet, 
buy diff. Actually, right now you can get uh, four extra bonus months when you use it. So now we're back into the four. We're getting back into the holiday season. So head on over there. Use the promo code. Uh, stay safe. Stay anonymous when you're on the internet. Watch different regions of Netflix and other streaming services at the click of a button. It is less than a cup of coffee a month. Um, you can you can do so much with. I've I have actually for the last week and a half been using my NordVPN while I'm streaming. So I'm streaming on NordVPN. Uh, uh, my bit rate that I stream at is I think eight thousand. Uh, so, you know, I have zero drop issues, zero frame rate issues. It's actually helped my ping in Grand Theft Auto. Um, so, you guys, you can stream on these. You can game and stream at the same time. Uh, what I'm saying is they're reliable. I would not be streaming on them, if even if they clonked out for like half a second. It just shuts down everything. It fucks everything up. Uh, it didn't. Didn't do it once. Not one time. So, the servers are great. Uh, super easy to use. You can use it on your PC, your Mac, your iPhone, your Android. They've got it virtually an app for everything. They've been in the game for over 11 years. They've been a big supporter of us for a few years now. Um, we want to continue to keep working with them. So if you're ever in the market for a VPN, uh, whether you want to use it to uh, remain anonymous when you're on the internet or you want it for protection or both, uh, head on over there, nordvpn.com slash OTT. And of course, the link will be in the description of every one of our videos. Now's the time. Now's the time to get in on it, guys. And that's it. That's my sellout. Boom, which means it's time to move on to movies and TV. Zack Steiner. Uh, all he had to do was one time, Mr. Black, hear some neckbeard in the background scream, Release the Steiner Cut! And now he's doing it every fucking chance that he can. Doesn't matter what movie he does, he is releasing the Snyder Cut at some point after the main release. And so Zack Snyder's upcoming Netflix movie, Rebel Moon, mm. which looks like like Dune, like fucked another sci-fi, you know, like Star Wars kind of a situation. Uh, we'll be getting a five-hour long director's cut. Now Listen, people were bitching about the, the extended, you know, Lord of the Rings shit. I can watch those and, and it just flies, time flies by, because they're good, they're good. What are the odds that Zack Snyder's Netflix Rebel Moon is worth a five-hour viewing? It's unlikely. It's very unlikely. I will say, I fucks with Zack Snyder. I do like his style. I really like Man of Steel. It's one of my favorite comic book movies. It's underrated as fuck. He definitely has got... He, he knows how to make a film. Um, he's got a good cast for this film. Obviously, Netflix probably fucking pulled out the Brinks truck and paid this dude... Probably gave him a budget for like half a billion dollars to, <laughs> to go to town. It looks to be like a mix of Star Wars, like you said, uh, mixed with Dune... Uh, which, you know, I can get behind. I like me a good sci-fi. Um, you know, I, I, I like all these things. But we're getting a little carried away. Five hours? Five, five and a half hour cut. Zach, brother, no. All is right. that, can you even call it a cut, or is that just the raw footage that they never actually like sent to the editing possible. team? It's possible. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very possible. I'm definitely going to watch this movie. It comes out in December. It's going to be a big movie. Um, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch it for sure. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. Am I going to sit down and watch the five and a half hour cut? It's highly unlikely. 
I mean, I'd have to fucking dude. I wouldn't even morbid watch curiosity. An, I, I wouldn't even watch a five and a half hour Avatar cut. I really would. I uh, def. I definitely would not watch I a five really, and a half I hour. I really wouldn't. And I'm the I'm the guy that's like, yeah, give me more Avatar. I ain't trying. To, honestly, I can't think of a single movie where I want a five and a half hour cut of it ever. <laughs> what are the odds that What are the odds that you have enough footage that's worth using to justify five hours? I don't know. I, I mean, you know, even even if, even if you told me Lord of the Rings, like the original trilogy, there's a I'd five still, hour version. I'd still, still be like, no. pause. Yeah, no. There's too. It's just even if it's a good thing, <clears> there's, there is too much of a good thing. It's just too much. Now, if they told me that it was going to be a movie, but now they turn it into a series and they're doing five episodes that are an hour each. Okay, I'm on that. I'm on that tip. But to be sitting there, and I'm the type of guy that when I'm watching a movie, I want to sit down and watch the movie. I don't want to watch half of it today and then we'll watch the other half tomorrow. It's something, it doesn't, my vibe might be different. My mood might be different. My snacks are different. My my chill, my everything is different. It's like, it's too... I can't, like, I can do it, but I don't like doing it. I want to sit down. If a movie's three hours, it's three hours. I'm going to sit down for three hours and watch this fucking movie. If it's more than three hours, uh, chances are I'm not going to watch the movie because it's just too much. It's too much going on. That was the only movie that I've ever done that with that I can remember. It's been a while. Was that one um, on Netflix. Uh, it was it was the, the, the Mafia uh, thing. Oh, um... Uh, you know oh my god about, right? i know which the, one you're talking monster, about yes i wa- uh, fucking, i watched it too yeah i, can't I watched think that yeah, in two, yeah. i watched that in two different settings uh, two different settings it was too long somebody somebody in the chat will say what it is it, it was too long and yeah. I, I will say that it kind of hurts the viewing experience doing it in two different uh two different things uh so yeah i know i've given you the long answer the, i'm i'm i could give zero it's don't even tease me with a five and a half hour cut if the movie ain't even out yet and it's and it's not even good. The yeah, like who? Like it. do we? Yeah, the Irishman. Do we really yeah. need to even know that there's a director's cut before the movie's even out? Like no, the director's cut should be saved for movies that are like proven, have yes, an audience. That everybody loves. It's yes. like we want more. It's like okay, we're making another one, but you're gonna have to wait two years. But we have this fucking. This five and a half hour cut of the film, we we dumped another forty million dollars into into doing animations on the stuff that was out, and we did all the CGI and the 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 the, the treatment with the music and all that stuff. We went and we gave you a new version. Okay, we talk about that a year after the original one came out. Okay, I'm cool. But we're in, we're in this this era now where we're talking about the cuts, and it's almost like a selling feature where it's like, hey. It's so good. We're already talking about a five and a half hour version. It's like, no, no, this is straight to Netflix. So there's already going to be a level of, um, uh, I don't want to say legitimacy to how big this movie is, but like, if it's just coming out on Netflix, how, how good is this going to be? I'm not saying that Netflix (laughs) movies can't be good, but like, is this really going to be lower? Is this really going to be a Dune level? Well, experience? no, because Dune Dune is some shit. Uh, it's definitely not going to be Dune. Like, exactly like, right, and Dune isn't Netflix. So no, no you know, no. Um, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Five hours, crazy. Um, <clears throat> oh, I, IMAX. Remember back in the day before I went and 
traveled the world and got COVID. Uh, there was the Oppenheimer Mad Lad. We talked about him where he was the he got the front and center, first row, center seat, 70 mil Oppenheimer ticket. Well, that mad lad was found. I mean, that took over the internet. Everyone was talking about that guy because, I mean, really, how couldn't you? There were other seats literally available, and he said, no, I want, I want that one <laughs> right there. And IMAX took notice. And so they found the guy, went to the showing that he bought the ticket for, surprised him there. They have this, uh, this print that's like uh, uh, different movie cameras that they did a very limited run of that there were none left. Um, uh, out in the wild, but they, they had one on hand and, uh, you know, uh, matted it, framed it and whatever, and gave it to him as a, as oh, a, as it was, was I mean, he was, and he's a big movie buff. So he was all fucking like, you know, excited about it and shit. And so, yeah, he got his little reward for being completely fucking insane. So, uh, there you go. I still want to get an see, interview. Did you see and, the movie? No, I didn't. Yeah. We, when we were there, we went to Barbie, uh, because we were with, um, because we were with, like, her mother and shit. Like, we weren't going to go to Oppenheimer. Uh, so we went, to, like, we went to... We went to... We went to Barbie. I'm like, nah, I'm good. So... I'm good. I'll go to, I'll go to Oppenheimer I, uh, if I get the opportunity now that we're back home, if it's still there. Uh, but I... Uh, when we were there, we were with, like, her sister and her mother and, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, shit. Yeah, and, yeah. and we... And, and, like, if her father was there, we were probably going to Oppenheimer. But he wasn't there, so we went to Barbie. Um, and Barbie, Barbie? And, and Barbie was good. I mean, Barbie, Barbie was a, a very interesting, a very interesting movie. Clearly, everyone that did that movie had a fucking blast. You, it was one of those movies you watched it, and you could tell that that everyone just loved making the movie. So that came across on you know when you're watching it. Um, it did an equal, equal, heavy, ham-fisted blow of social commentary uh, that that in spots was, uh, you know, it got a little bit, a little bit silly. Uh, but in general, they did it relatively deftly to the point where, um, like it didn't, it didn't, it didn't take you out of the film. It was just like, oh, this is just part of the, the, the fucking movie. But there was, it was very heavy handed in spots for sure. But there was also, they were fourth wall breaking. And so like, it was kind of like, sometimes it was hard to see, like hard to tell, are they doing social commentary or are they doing a parody of social commentary? And there's a bit of both. I mean, like the, I think the best part, uh, the, t- the best part of that, uh, that movie for me was Ryan Gosling who fucking loved every second of his life playing Ken and ate that shit up like a goddamn champion uh, and convinced convinced the director uh, when when uh, Mark, uh, what's his name, the producer, Mark um, Brunson or whatever his name is, uh, sent the, he wrote that, that uh, I'm just Ken song in like an hour and sent it off as a joke, didn't think that it would actually make the cut and the director gave it to Ryan and Ryan was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever fucking, we have, this has to be, this has to be in the movie. And not only that, but we have to do a musical fucking number in the movie for this. And he campaigned for it. And she was like, are you sure? And he said, absolutely. And they did it. And now it's like charting music and shit. on fucking Spotify. And it was, and it was a fucking blast to watch it when they did the thing in the movie. It was, it was really funny. It was great. 
Mark was saying how like Ryan's interpretation of the song was like way fucking different than than when he wrote it, but he said he loved it. He said it was better than whatever the fuck he had planned. Uh, so it was really fun. It was a fun movie. It was well shot. Uh, they clearly spent every last drop of pink paint that's ever been fucking used on this planet in one film, no doubt. Uh, and uh, and there was even like random cameo, like like fucking John Cena was a mermaid just showed up and apparently again it was one of those films where everyone just had a fun time so like margot robbie was in town when they were shooting it and she ran into cena when she was out for food and was like we're shooting barbie you want to come fucking like be a mermaid and joan was like fuck yeah okay sure and then she showed up on set and was a fucking mermaid in in barbie so that's the kind of movie that you're seeing you're seeing a movie that like it was just everyone had a fucking good time so would everyone love it some people would go to it and complain about how how fucking like social commentary it would be, and I would totally understand. But if you just turn your brain off to that and just like enjoy the fact that everyone that was on set clearly had a great time, then it was yeah, a, it probably, was a fun movie. I'll probably check it out when it's on digital. I know Kayla wants to see it, so yeah. Um, you know, I went to Oppenheimer instead. There was there was there was literally no other option. <laughs> <laughs> And the how, crazy thing is, how was it though? I, how was Oppenheimer? Well, first when I when I went to the theater, you could tell Barbie was playing because it was like there were so many people like wearing pink, and it was like you go to the theater and the, the vast majority of people coming in and out of the theater <laughs> tell they went and saw Barbie. Uh, it was a ton of girls. Um, it was it it reminded me of. Uh, it reminded me of of uh, Black Panther when a whole bunch of black people went to uh, went 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 to go see Black Panther yeah, and they yeah, dressed yeah. up in every type of African you know uh, clothing that they could you know they're representing yeah, yeah. you know like Wakanda Forever like just wearing it um, that was that's what it reminded me of it just reminded me of 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 uh, like. It, it felt it felt like it was a it was a movie for women and women went there and they just went out in droves and they just were just fucking unapologetically pink. They and don't do was- men dirty in the movie, though, I'll say like they talk. So like the two things is like talking about the women's struggle is like the primary feature, but they also do a really good job of being like they don't shit on men for two hours is what I, yeah. what I would say, which was nice because after a while in the movie, you're like, am I just going to sit here and just get my shit kicked? For like two straight hours, I'm just an average dude sitting in this fucking theater getting my ass kicked. And thankfully, they no, they 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 don't. They do you know they do men a, a reasonable service too. So, uh, but I could totally you know uh, see everyone going. They marketed the fuck out of that film. That was yeah crazy. Yeah, but yeah how, mean, was, how, how was how uh, was Oppen Oppenheimer. So the way I've described it, <clears throat> um, it's a masterpiece of filmmaking. Okay. Like it is. It is so impressive, especially when you know that they didn't use any CGI. Yeah. And there's, there, there are constantly scenes of sort of visions and stuff that he has. Like Did they shoot this like, on? They shot this on film, right? Which is why they had yeah. the 70 mil available, Correct. right? Yeah. Um, and I saw it in IMAX and, and uh, you know, obviously uh, theater was fucking packed. And I got like my my good seat that I like. Um, the the audio for ninety eight percent of it was fantastic. Like it was usually in a Nolan film. Like the audio is really fucking especially tough for like like, um, like dialogue. dialogue. And stuff. 
it's really brutal. Um, so that really wasn't an issue. There was only one one scene in particular where I, I, I just, they were almost mumbling. I couldn't really understand what they were saying. So from that standpoint, it was it was Christopher Nolan's best. I think I think it I think it's N- Nolan's um, best picture that he's that like from a cinematic standpoint, from just like an overall filmmaking standpoint, it's his best work. Um, I feel like there's a really big butt coming after all of this. This lead oh, up. there's a big butt. There's a big <laughs> okay, butt. all right, okay. Um, but. It is one of my least favorite Christopher Nolan movies ever. <sighs> and it's it's like I enjoyed Tenet more and I fell asleep during Tenet. Um, you enjoyed I'm, Tenet more? Yeah. Well, that's, even, that's not good news for asleep. me. I still haven't even sat down and watched Tenet. Like I <sighs> I watched the movie, but like I dozed off and I'm like Tenet you know, was I'm back dog water, bro. You know, like, and, and, and I should be careful with how I say this because there's probably people that are listening going, are you fucking high, Jeff? And the answer is not yet, but I probably will be in like three hours. But, you know, I, what I'm trying to say is from an entertainment standpoint, it's, it's a boring fucking movie. And I mean, it is quite, if you, if you are not into, it's a historic piece and if you're not it, Roger Ebert, yeah, like I'm, uh, like for 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 a movie buff, like I'm a movie buff. I love movies, and I appreciated the film. Like when I left, I didn't I didn't leave going fuck that movie. That was awful. Like I didn't. It wasn't that at all. I I can the the acting in it is so good. Oh my god, everybody is so fucking good. Like I mean, Robert Downey Jr. in this is so fucking good. Like they're like, um, what's her face? Fucking Florence Pugh. Hmm. Man. Whoa. It's she's so good. I mean, I mean, Killian Murphy is a fucking god too. Oh, I can't even forget about. I mean, Killian Murphy. I mean, it just goes to show the first people I thought about were supporting actors and actors. Yeah, yeah. But Killian Murphy. I mean, he absolutely destroyed. This like he he took the movie, he put it on his shoulders and he fucking ran and everybody around him just lifted him up and they just let him do his thing. Nobody went there trying to steal the show. It was like it was his movie and it was fantastic. But the the, uh, unlike. in In a in a in a roundabout way, the real star of the film is Christopher Nolan, because you know, it has Nolan all over it. Like Nolan is like super indulgent. He's like, he knows it's like, it's like a dude. It's like a guy that like, uh, fucking hit the gym for forever in a day. And he knows he's fucking yoked and he looks fantastic. And he's got fucking money in the bank and everybody wants a piece. He, he, he had that confidence. Like the movie, you could just tell like he was in his bag and he was, and it was great. But from an, from an entertainment standpoint, the movie is boring as fuck. It's like, you know, the bomb, like it can't even spoil this movie because we all know what happens. Right. But like the part that I, that I was a little bummed out on is we don't, you don't get to see 
you don't actually get to see the 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 bomb go off like you don't you know the 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 the, the climax of the movie is is the testing like when they first do a, 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 a test there's this big scene and it's fucking amazing the sound design the 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 cinematography the explosion everything is a cinematic masterpiece but that's an hour and a half into the movie the movie's 3 hours long the fucking thing peaked halfway through the film and then the dude the last 45 minutes of this movie it is nothing but a dialogue court scene uh they they do have a, a very cool thing with like half of the movies in black and white and then half of it's in color and it signifies like the past and the present and I like what they did with that it is super easy to understand um, but it, it just felt like the movie peaked at the wrong time and then because of that I I looked at my my watch at least half a dozen times thinking when is this fucking movie gonna end like I want out like I want to leave I'm so over this like. The movie could have been two and a half hours and it would have made the experience infinitely better. It was such, it was, it was, if you're into like a political, just like what somebody said, if you're into like a political thing and, and you're, you, it's, it's very interesting. The dialogue is really good. It's performed flawlessly, but man, it's a snooze fest, bro. It's a fucking snooze fest. And I, I'm a Nolan fanboy. Everybody knows this. Like I, I'm not. But for me, bro, that movie's a seven out of ten, and that's being generous. It's a seven, seven out of ten from like a, an enjoyment perspective, but like a ten, 10 from 10 like a from, a, from like a, a from a cinemaphile. Like uh, you just want to sit down. Okay, like it sounds like a movie that cinemaphiles like jerk off to, where they're like, "This yes. is the greatest piece of cinema I've ever seen." It's like if Dune had no action, or <laughs> it's like it's yeah, it, yeah. It, it's literally like if Dune had no action. And or, or it's like Game of Thrones. It's like watching Game of Thrones, but all you get is dialogue. And we love Game of Thrones dialogue, but we need to have we need Something to, to have break some, it up. Yeah, we got to break that shit up. There needs to be some stuff that people can talk about. This is like this is a this is a movie about Oppenheimer. This isn't a movie just about the fucking the the atom bomb, right? This is like th- this is just like fucking. This is this is a. a it's about a, the man behind the bomb. It's about the man, right? Yeah. It's about his transgressions. It's about who he is as a person, how he operates, and you see the entire movie from his point of view. So it's not, it's not like this sort of movie where you're following a character, but you can see other people's perspectives, and you you are quite literally in the mind of this dude, literally, and and that's cool. But my God, man, it's like, oh man, I, I, yeah, the more I talk about it, the more I'll never watch it again. This is a movie you watch once and that is the fucking absolute show. And it's not, it's, it, it's not a particularly emotional film. Like I thought, you know, the bombing was going to be, like, we, we'd see the aftermath and sort of the chaos, but all it is, is, is really, is, it's just disgust. And it's not like. It you probably know, would never, have been hard to sell this movie if they were like, "Yeah, we're going to include the part where we bomb Japan." Yeah, we're going to is that going to fly on the global? Yeah, no, probably I, not. I, no, I get it. I and yeah. I get it. Right, like you know, we watched a bunch of World War II movies. We watched fucking Pearl yeah, Harbor. Yeah. We've watched uh, slavery films. We've you know, but when I but when I watch a say a slavery film, mm. right, 
there's a there's an emotional yeah, um, yeah, yeah. a thing that happens because we're watching and I'm not saying that people couldn't get emotional watching this film. Just knowing what happened and then, you know, that could make people emotional, especially if you come from Japan or you you've you you know the real severity of what happened. Yeah, yeah. Like absolutely can be emotional. But I didn't have any real emotional ties to the film. I wasn't like super excited. I wasn't really sad. Like I films like that, I want to go to I want to be heartbroken. I want to be fuck I want to feel the emotion. There was no nothing to be felt. It was just like I was just watching like a weird documentary uh but autobi- autobiography um Nolan masterpiece that didn't really it didn't it didn't hit me and i wanted it to hit me um but i i'm one voice i'm one voice you might go in there and go jeff you're on fucking crack bro this shit was fucking this was the shit and uh, if somebody told me that i'd be like i totally get it it's just I can, not i can my- see where you're coming from like i like i like i i don't expect to go to the film and be like and think that it's fucking incredible from like an entertainment perspective i I when I saw previews and stuff, and I knew what they like, you, you could see where they were going with it. I knew that this was just this was a this was a film that that Christopher Nolan wanted to make, and because he's Christopher Nolan, he's allowed to make it, and sure. that's and that's what it is. And so it's I didn't think that it was going to be entertaining. I didn't think that it was going to uh, entertaining in a traditional sense. Uh, you, you know, uh, it's everyone knows how you know, or at least. Anyone that's been taught, you know, a monicum of history understands, uh, you know, the how the story plays out. But obviously, yeah. probably to a lesser lesser degree, about the man specifically, they probably know the name Oppenheimer, and they'll know the classic quote where he pulls it. You know, pulls the the line from the uh, I can't remember how to pronounce the fucking name of the book, but the bug of a fuck me, I can't remember. I can never pronounce it right. Anyway, the the I I am become death destroyer of worlds. Where he's, he's, yes, he's yes. the quote, uh, and and that's all in the <laughs> film. Yeah, yeah. And so like everyone, like you you know what you're getting. So yes. it's like you're going into this. The, you, like for me, I knew I was going into it getting more of a like biopic. I did than, too, but than it was anything still, else. But Adam, bro, if I'm complete, I knew what I was getting myself into. But I didn't actually know what I was getting myself into. Like what I'm trying to say. Like it's yeah, like yeah, it yeah. was that, but it was like, whoa. Even really even doing lean, this. yeah, leaning even harder yes. into it than yeah. Yes. Okay. Fucking That's fair. um uh what's his face did great too. Um uh Matt Damon. He was fantastic. What's well, Matt Dude, Damon? The, is can the, Matt Damon miss, the bro? It was so good, man. It was so good. I, I I have to recommend the film just because the cast, the acting, the the the, the filming, the the sound design, the the music, the everything is there, but there was no like it was like okay, you know how before we were like oh you know you know uh you know I just like meat and potato or I I, I like the steak but there's no meat and potatoes. Yeah, this yeah. was like this was like all steak, but no sides. It was like <laughs> once you get through that steak. Then you realize, okay. The first bite of the steak, you're like, God damn. Oh and then by God. like ounce, yes. ounce 24, you're going, ugh. You got the, you got the steak sweat. You yeah. got the meat sweats. And yeah. that's that's what this was. <laughs> and it was like, I still appreciated it. I left it. I was not angry. I went. You know, I immediately text Miyagi. I was like, yo, man. Like, because he, he really enjoyed the film, but he also understood, like, got my point of view. Yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, it's, it, it's, it is an extreme. So, 
Go, uh, still, I think you should see it. And I oh, think, for sure. I, I, I want to see it, yeah. I think from the movies that you like from me, I actually think you might enjoy this more than I did. Um, so it might speak to you more. Uh, dude, there were, there were people in the theater when I left Mm. And they were they were talking about how amazing it was. Like he he was blown away. But I think like if you're into history and you're in it, it oh what I found intriguing is I didn't know like I knew I know about Oppenheimer and I know yeah. about you know the bombing and I know but I know general stuff that I learned in school you know and like you know uh, little things as an adult I never really dug deep into it so yeah. it was kind of fascinating to be educated about what really transpired and who was behind it and in the in the political stuff and the, the how what it meant to America how far ahead of the Germans we need to yes, figure this out correct yeah. and it yeah. was like really cool to see it was just interesting it felt like i was in school but like yeah. in a in a in a cinematic environment and it might and be an important film in that regard because if they can get it if they can get it as accurate as possible i don't know how accurate it be then then like that yes. can be a tool because we are getting to a point where we're enough generations apart that people are starting to forget yes what world war 2 entailed what you know what actually you know came yep. along with all this shit it's you know your degrees of separation away so you can hear about things like the holocaust you can hear about things like the bomb droppings and it can emotionally affect you but it's it, the further away you get, the harder it is for for yes. people to have empathy, and the easier yes. it is for everyone to to just fall back into like repeating, you know, mistakes over and over again. Because, like for example, for Oppenheimer's a scientist, no scientist wakes up or gets into the field and thinks to themselves, "One day I'm going to I'm going to be tasked with creating something that's going to be able to kill millions of people at the touch of a button." Like nobody is going to. No. And imagine the the gravity, because you're not the one that pushed the button. But you can't like imagine the gravity well, they talk of, about of that. that, and that's what's, yeah. that's what's cool about the film is you get to see yeah you get to see his perspective yeah. and then also other people's perspective and some people want to bomb like some people want to use this as a weapon and yeah and, to stop and then there the are war other, yeah correct and then, and then there are other people that are totally against this and it's like dude once you open up Pandora's box that's it the world will never be the same again and you get to see him fight with these dilemmas in his mind um it, that is quite interesting but i just never i don't know man it's hard some of it's hard it's hard to be entertained by that sometimes like it's it's gonna be yes. interesting but it's it can be hard to be like truly entertained by it like i can totally appreciate that i'll be very interested to see uh you know i i, I again for the actors and the acting and all that oh, stuff that's fantastic. that's why i want to see it i want to all the people that are involved in this movie are all people that i I think are amazing actors and I would love to see them and do something like this. I guarantee you don't even know it. That's in the movie. I and they crush believe it. The fucking studded star cast that this movie, every fucking person on the screen is like, holy fuck. You're in this too. You're in this. <laughs> and, and none of them, they're all movie stars. None of them look sound and, and act like them. They they they're characters, and it's like you don't even think about it. It's just they do. That's such because a good Christopher job. Nolan called them up and said, "I'm doing some crazy shit," and yes. they all said, "I'm in." Oh yeah, rightfully so. And this the reason that awards, you and the reason why you don't know they're in the movie is because nobody is out there being braggarts about what's like. Like they're just they wanted to do the movie because Christopher Nolan contacted them and said, "Do you want to be in the movie?" They weren't yes. doing it because they were getting an enormous paycheck. I mean, clearly they get paid for it, but like these yeah, people no. did this because this was like I get the opportunity to do to work with Nolan. A generational Nolan film. I'm in. Yes. yes. Right? 
Yeah. And that's exactly what this is. It is a home run in all accounts. This it's still is, making a lot of money too. I mean, like considering yeah, yeah. the, the considering well. the content of the film and yeah. considering, and you length. know, like, like the length of it and stuff like yeah. you, you wouldn't think that it would be able to hit. I think it hit 800 million or something like that. Uh, somewhere yeah, in that I'm neck of woods right now, seven or 800 million. Yeah. Uh, box office. Barbie made yeah. six trillion dollars. Yeah, eight hundred yeah. million. We're just below eight hundred million for a rated R three hour film. This That's is like a this documentary. Is a massive, this, yeah, it's literally like a documentary. Um, yeah. Uh, um, go see it. Go yeah, and you sure. should on it. You should really see it in IMAX. Oh, like, I would definitely. I mean, that's like the way. You, that's the place to see it. Yeah. Oh man, like oh my god, bro. If you thought Interstellar was sexy, I mean, I mean, the game that Interstellar scene still the best scene. I uh, you can't. It doesn't get any better. Than that, that shit actually changed the chemistry in my brain watching oh, that. Oh yeah, shit. but dude. <laughs> Dude, the I'm sure scene, this is fucking bonkers. Yeah, bro, the way that they, yeah. the way they filmed this. Did oh, you see it? Man. Did you see it? Which IMAX? Did you see the one in Bears Lake? Yeah. yeah. Did yeah. they fuck the audio up to like so you're deaf? Because sometimes that that IMAX they turn the volume up so fucking was, loud in there. It it was loud. It was okay. loud. Um, I will I will admit it was it was a fucking loud movie. It was funny. Last thing to my right. Yeah. Okay, there was a there was a a, a guy and his son. Okay, mm. so his son his son was maybe thirteen years old, thirteen or fourteen, like just early teen. And so probably just kid, learned about this shit in school, like last Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> the kid, um, obviously did not enjoy the loud sounds, and no. so every fucking five ten minutes he was. You know, he was, he was covering well, his young, ears. his was, ears haven't been damaged yeah. yet or like, a, yeah, yeah it, it was, shit was loud, bro. Um, and then to my left, there was this old couple looked to be in their eighties, like no yeah, joke, okay. fucking bro. Live through it. The, no, bro. The wife out cold snoring ah. and, and the, the old guy, uh, slowly passing out. Right. But he'd wake up every single time there's a loud, there's like a loud, which is often, and, um, and, 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 uh, and what he would do is every time he woke up, she was snoring and he would fucking like elbow her and she'd be, and she'd wake up and then she'd be watching the movie again. And then within a minute, she was, she was out again. And this started like 10 minutes into the movie. They didn't what even time make it of day, What time of day were you watching this? Oh, this, I went to like a four o'clock show, like in the afternoon. Okay. Yeah, that's like their out, dinner. That's like their dinner hour, bro. Fucking out cold, bro. And I couldn't even barely hear a snore because the movie's so fucking loud. Like, I mean, <laughs> it was loud. And he'd just be like Oppenheimer. It'd be dude. You'd be in the middle of a scene. It, it, he'd be in a in his in his uh, school teaching people shit. And all of a sudden, he he has these like visions and these shit. Like, it's almost like shit goes off in his brain. And every time that shit would happen, the music would just swell up and there'd be these loud like explosions going on. And it happened so much. And oh my God, dude, the kid be like this. The girl, be, the dude be like that. And it was like that, like every 10 minutes. And I was like, bro, you, you know what I will say when we went to the theater in the Philippines, um, their stadium seating is so much nicer than our regular screens. Really? Our regular screens have like terrible stadium seating, comparatively speaking. Like they have proper stadium. Their chairs are crazy comfortable. Like mm. their their chairs were like the chairs that you pay extra money for, like the D box shit here. And then they don't cram your shit right up next to the screen. So you've got this these steep stadium seating. 
And then there's like uh, almost like 80 feet between the first row and the Ooh. screen. Damn. So you're getting like, and the screen's yeah. big. So it's not IMAX no big, but it's you're big. Sitting, you're good. You're getting a good. You're getting a good hit, no matter where you. So you could fill a theater up, and it wouldn't matter. Like you're gonna get a good experience. And so I gotta give Philippines props for their fight. And that was in a mall. This was a mall theater had two rooms. One was Damn. showing Oppenheimer. One was showing fucking Barbie. Barbie. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I gotta give him props for that. But yeah, nevertheless. Last piece of news, Mr. Black. Very important uh, uh, if you lived in this time, of course. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, who has, of course, his hands in a million different things. This man is invested in a bajillion different projects, one of which is his Maximum Effort channel, which is part of, I believe, his Maximum Effort Productions, which, of course, is his his movie-slash-TV production studio. So the Maximum Effort channel has added a the 80s sitcom Elf to its list of throwbacks. Do you remember Elf? The little, little, uh, yes. the, the alien brown, little, these brown fucking Muppet uh, alien, and he like ate cats and shit or whatever the fuck else it was. And uh, was an, it was an adult sitcom with the puppet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're resurrecting Elf. They did a bunch of commercials for like, you know, all like Mint Mobile and all this other shit that he fucking owns as well. On top of that, using Elf, they got somebody sounding, I don't, I don't know who the fuck it is, but the dude it's exactly like I remember Elf sounding. Same kind of fucking dry, uh, dry adult humor. Uh, but he's bringing back Elf, which is something that literally on anyone's bingo card, nobody in a million years would be like, yeah, Elf is making a comeback. No, but he's doing Elf. Oh. Okay. Um, so there's that. So he's that. But not only that, but he's also, and this one might hit a little different because of our generation, he's resurrecting biker mice from Mars. Mmm. An animated? Animated. Okay. Bikers, biker mice from Mars, which was like, that was a dope cartoon. That was like a similar era to like the street sharks, biker mice uh, from Mars, gargoyles, you know, that whole era of uh, of cartoon uh, and he's resurrecting that shit uh, and putting it on this channel as well. Uh, and this is like available for free, I think. I can't remember the name of the platform that's predominantly on that they're working with, but you can get this shit free. Uh, so you got Elf, Biker Mice from fucking Mars. But then, of course, Ryan Reynolds is Canadian. So he's got he's got the entire, I guess, Kids in the Hall is on this channel as well, which is like a crazy... If you're not Canadian, you probably never fucking heard of this show in your life. But it was a sketch comedy show. Um... It's called uh, Kids in the Hall. Um, and it was like, it's it's like the, you could probably watch it, and, and it's the type of humor that the majority of people probably would not even understand what the fuck is going on, but if you know comedy, you know what? It's the Oppenheimer of comedy. If you're a big movie cinemaphile, you know, whatever the fuck, you know, it's like that Oppenheimer, you're going to love it. Kids in the Hall is like, you got to have a, literally, you know the Rick and Morty joke of having a high IQ to understand it? Okay, that's yes. a joke. Kids in the Hall, you might actually require a fucking 140 IQ to truly understand everything that's going on. Uh, now, of course, they also have stuff that's like easy to understand. But nevertheless, funny to see somebody re- resurrected, but it makes sense. Ryan is Canadian uh, for him to be bringing it back. So an interesting channel, Maximum Effort. I actually told myself, I, like, I got to go look this fucking channel up. If I can get this shit for free, 
Inject me with some biker mice from Mars, please. And some elf. Sure, I'll fuck with some elf randomly. See if they can still make a show not look like fucking ass. And uh, and yeah, kids in the hall. I mean, fuck me. So anyway, that was just a really funny kind of random thing. And just Ryan Reynolds is like invested in a million things. But Jesus, oh, he's got yeah. the football club, the aviator gin, the fucking maximum effort uh, productions, maximum effort like TV channel. Uh, the dude's got his hands in a fucking million cookie jars. That's all I got for news, Mr. Black. I don't know if there's anything else. Uh, like I said, I already, already mentioned it. So we saw Barbie, saw Mario movie. Um, I don't think there was any other recent films. Em and I started watching uh, the latest Ultimatum. We caught up with that. We're, we have no mm. more episodes of that. Um, that no was episodes. It's over. It's um, oh, really? Guys, when we we got to, I thought I got to the we got to the end of it, and then they they didn't have any more. Follow up for the latest season of of the Ultimate. No, we finished it last night. We watched the, oh, really? the reunion and everything. Oh, I didn't see the reunion on there, so I'll have to go. I'll have to go see I'll see if I can find the rest of it. That was an interesting season. That was a dumpster fire. Yeah, uh, it was a dumpster fire. It was it was a it was a. You, you want to know what's an even bigger dumpster fire? We just finished the newest season of Temptation Island. Oh, that was a dumpster fire, and the reunion for that. Bro, the reunions for that must be fucking oh. just insane. Oh, it was the best reunion I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> fantastic. It's fantastic. So maybe I'll have to go hunt down Temptation oh, Island. Oh, buddy, 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 buddy. This season. <laughs> what season number is this technically? Is, this five, the late, is it the latest? It's five. Yeah. It's five. Okay. I think it's All five, right. yeah. Uh, Gran Turismo movie did come out. That's true. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I, I have seen a lot of reviews mentioning what I mentioned when I first saw the trailer, which was like David Harbour, whatever his name is, his character, basically just saying over and over again, the word gamer, 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 gamer. This is some soft soy boy gamer. Fuck. He'll never be able to drive a car. Gamer, lazy gamer, neckbeard gamer, fuck gamer. That's basically the whole trailer was him just like saying that shit over and over again. As it turns out, that's kind of the movie. So, uh, you know, Take that with, uh, you know, for what you will. And that's all I've got, which means, Mr. Black, it's time to move into... Tech support. Patreon.com slash TV. It's a place to go if you want to financially support this podcast directly, and, of course, our StarCraft content, by which I have to find the energy within my body to do after this podcast is done and dusted. You can ask us questions on a post I put up each and every week called Tech Support. We uh, give you as many answers as we can. For the questions that we have this week, it's a short list, so we'll see what we got. Um, Let's see here. Bork Chop said, welcome back, Adam. Thank you, Bork. I don't even recognize this name. This might be a new, a new, uh, new Patreon. Shout out to Jeff, he said, for keeping the channel going while you were gone. Yes, shout out to Mr. Black, keeping the dream alive, especially during the COVID times. I was fucked out of my tree. Uh, my question, what dish for the Philippines brought the most havoc on your pale, unseasoned stomach? <laughs> unseasoned stomach. So I'm white, but I'm not that white. I'm not like the white where you go on TikTok and you're watching people, like, white people making chicken dinners where they don't even use salt. They just have, like, boil a fucking chicken. That's not me. I, I eat heavily seasoned shit constantly. I'm a big fan of spice in general. Uh, so honestly... It it wasn't a big shock because I've had some Filipino food here in Halifax because there are Filipino uh, families that have set up restaurants and stuff here in the city. So I've experienced some. Um, I would say like the one that still doesn't hit super well. I mean, I can't eat shellfish, so I didn't really eat anything when I was there. But okra just I can't my I, I ate it when I was there because I was being nice. Right. I'm at the family's house. They, you know, they got okra on the table. 
uh, as part of as part of some of the vegetables that were on the table, and uh, and so I was like, I, I'm eat, I'm eating this okra, and M loves uh, M loves okra and stuff. If you've never had okra before, it's a vegetable. Um, the inside of the okra, you know, cooked or otherwise, but they have this this like a cooked or steamed or or, or roasted doesn't really matter. Um, it's like aloe vera plants. It's slime, basically, on the inside of it. Slime and edible seeds. And so the taste is fine. There's nothing, the taste is fine with okra, but the the texture is really fucking hard to wrap your head around when you're eating it because it just tastes like you've got somebody else's thick-ass saliva in your mouth and it's just not pleasant, uh, texturally speaking. So that's one. And then the other one that doesn't hit me right is bitter melon, which is exactly what it sounds like. It is insanely bitter. And even after you cook it out, like you have to cook it a lot to get the bitterness to come down. But people love bitter melon in the Philippines. I can't fucking stand it. It turns me, it turns me inside out fucking... Uh, it doesn't literally, I don't shit myself or anything, but like it, it fucks me up. I can't eat, I can't eat bitter melon. Everything else is fine. I mean, like everything is fresh fish basically. And they don't fill it or anything. You're just buying whole fish, take it home, grill it and eat it with your hands, which mm. is delicious. So you can't, you know, everything else is fine. Uh, for sure. Uh, you know, the Philippine, Filipino cuisine is not that heavily spiced in all honesty. Most of their stuff is just uh, grilled like crazy. And so it's not, it's not, uh, it's not like if you went to like India somewhere or some shit, it's not like you're walking into a totally different, you know, where it's the, the food is 50% powdered spice, 50% food. Um, question for both coming in for, Oh, it's our classic Mr. Black pulsating, ripe, developing titties. Mm. Welcome back, Adam. Thank you. Said question for both. What are the next three countries you want to visit for a holiday and why? I don't know if I have three that I desperately want to go to. I want to go to Japan because we were going to use Japan as a layover originally during the trip, but it never happened. I want to go to Japan for like the cherry blossom season and see all the trees and shit like that. That looks pretty fucking dope. Uh, and, and to have some proper sushi, you know, book a place that takes three months to book, spend an inordinate amount of money on it, uh, and, uh, and, and have that experience. I think those are two things I would like to, I would like to, uh, to experience there. Other than that, um, I think there's some of like the, you know, like, uh, um, Finland, Sweden, Norway would be like Norway, like uh, for like seeing, uh, seeing the, uh, um, Northern Lights, um, as like as clearly as they do, would be kind of nice to go out there and do that. Uh, and they've got beautiful, you know, country there too. Um, and then past that, I've always kind of wanted to go and see like the Mayan pyramids and shit. Would be kind of fun. Uh, but, uh, but I don't have like a long list of places that I'm like desperately looking, looking to go, but I would say those are like three locations at least, uh, I would say that, uh, that would be. Uh, I mean, I, I if I had to pick three countries, I, I would say Japan would be on the, on the top list, kind of mimicking what Adam said. I'd, I'd love to get some of the, go to the best sushi places, get some really nice steak, um, as well, and just see the culture. I think I I think that that's like a, a place where I'd be culture shocked, but in a good way. I think I'd enjoy, mm-hmm. um, you know, what Japan has to offer. So I'll I'll go with Japan as number one. 
Number two, I'd probably say Australia. Um, just going on the outback and being out in the wilderness and fucking seeing crazy what what I would say would be exotic animals to them. It's like an every every fucking day occurrence, but um, I think that'd be fun as well. And you know, the weather is warm, and um, I'm sure that there's lots you can do in Australia. Uh, just from like an outdoors adventure probably the best place in the world maybe even um and then third um oh man i mean didn't you say you would like to go back to um like italy spain region to like spend time there as an actual tourist instead of just being there for work yeah i'd probably i'd probably put that third on the list I'd like to go visit Rome and do the whole like Venice thing and um, see all of that stuff and get some fancy coffees and eat some baguettes and, you know, kind of fucking. Wee wee. So, yeah, I would do that, but I would probably put that towards the end, you know? Yeah, I could, yeah. You know, it's not, you know, if I never experienced that in my life, I'm not, I, I don't really. Wouldn't be the end of the world. It's, it's not a big deal, but I most certainly have to go to Japan at some point. I mean, it's. <clears throat> That's the only, I think, destination that I, I would, yeah, I would really love to go see. Uh, piggybacking the comment about countries, but in reverse, this comes in from Yolth. Which countries will you absolutely never visit? <laughs> um, I mean, there are some countries that are on lists that, like, that, you know, you know, our yeah. government would say just don't bother because it's war torn or shit, and you're just you're asking for trouble. Yeah, I'll probably never go to Mexico. I'll probably never go to um. Um, Mexico, you mean just in general or off resort Mexico? Because resort Mexico is like, you don't even really see Mexico. No, but probably just in general. I probably just won't go there. Um, Because if I'm going to pick a resort, I'm I'm probably just going to go to somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I'm I'm not 25 years old. I want to go to fucking Cancun and fucking party. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's true. It's not. The appeal is just not there for me. I miss that window. I'm not saying I have anything against Mexico, but it's just... I'm, you know, I'm sure the food's fucking amazing and the, the oh, yeah. drinks and stuff are great, but I would say Mexico. I'm trying to think of places that like I could go to yeah. that would be like an option, not just some random third world country stricken area that like nobody wants to go to from the first world. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say I'd say Mexico, probably China. Um, not that I have anything against China. It's just it's I'd rather go to Japan. <laughs> than 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 china um maybe if i had like unlimited funds and i could just travel the world then sure i mean but um and i would say africa you know probably not gonna go to africa um even if it was Hmm. offered i probably wouldn't go to africa hmm that's hard. There's a lot That's, of countries I could have said, but yeah, know. well, there's lots of countries that are like war torn, or or they're just like they're no, they're they're like you only go if you're like a, you're like a deep into backpacking and and stuff yes. like that, and and so we, neither of us are backpackers, so it's kind of just like an automatic no. Um, there are very few places I can think of in Eastern Europe that I, I would like to I would like to go to for any real length of time. Um. Although even then, like I the problem is I can make a case for almost anywhere. Like there's beautiful architecture in Poland and Russia and and shit like that. But uh, 
Man. I mean, there's nowhere, yeah, uh... That's really friggin' tough. China, like, I I would even go to China, but, like, yeah, I, yeah but, like, similar to Jeff, would, would like, Japan would, would be first. Um... Yeah, shit. There's not, I will say this, there's not a lot of places in South America that I, I would, you know, really desperately feel like going to. Like, I've never really wanted to go to, like, Brazil or something like that, for example. Like, that's never been on my list of places that I would want to go. Or, you know, things like that, or, like, Venezuela. So, stuff like that. But, like, in general, yeah. I, 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 the problem is, for me, is I can make my head, I can think of a country, and then I can make, like, a case for why I would want to yeah. go there. Is that yeah. there's, there's always something to be seen somewhere. Um, and so, yeah, it's kind of difficult. Um, these are, we only got one more and then the other one is the only one that's really StarCraft cast usable. So we'll, we'll uh, ask this last one. Dr. Samurai asks, uh, first says, welcome back, Adam. Thank you, sir. Our M's family, Adam fans now, according to M, yes. So I passed the, the vibe check across the board, flying colors. Well, they're probably uh, just happy it's not a 70-year-old fat <laughs> white dude coming. I, I passed the hardest of all vibe checks, was, which was the father. The father said he missed having me around to talk to, so that was a good, that was a good sign. Uh, but uh, everyone else was pretty easy. It was pretty easy going. You know, her sister, her sister is like 20, and you know, I'm, I'm chronically online, so like I have no issues conversing with a fucking like young Zoomer. It's kind of whatever. It's very easy uh, to, to, to do. Uh, um, and, um, and she's also going to be a doctor, so she's a very mature 20-year-old. Uh, but um, so everyone was very easy to go. I mean, it was no, there was no difficult hurdles. It was more like her father because he's a military guy, and anyone that's ever had to had to had to try to, and but like military guy that saw active service. So anyone that's ever had to like break the wall down of an active military service, uh, you know, serviceman, uh, in, in terms of a father, you know, you would know that it's difficult. Now do that in a language that they barely speak. And, uh, you can understand why it might be a challenge, but I succeeded. So we managed to pull that, uh, pull that off. And, uh, it was wonderful. They're all, they're all, they're all amazing. Hard, hard working isn't even the fucking word. <laughs> Everyone in the Philippines is a grinder, bro. Like beyond belief, uh, in that My country. People. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, uh, we got a question here with back half, uh, is for you, Mr. Black said, Jeff, we are in the market for a house over the next year. Any hot takes with interest rates staying high? Uh, is that the only info? That's all you guys. Is in there oh, in the okay. market for buying a house over the next year? Any hot takes with interest rates being so high? Um, I mean, you know, the interest rates are high, so you got to be careful. Like, you can't you you you're gonna have to buy either less house or you're gonna have to put less um or more down. Like, I don't know what your financial position is if you've got a bunch of money. And you can put 20, 30, 40% down. Great. I'm assuming this is your principal residence, like where you're going to live. But if you don't, if you, if, if you don't have a lot of money saved up and it's harder to get in, then putting minimal down might be an option, but you got to make sure that your payments, you know, typically aren't more than, I would say 30% of your, your gross pay, because unless you've got, 
you might have car payments, credit card payments, student debt. Uh, if you're from the states, you might have medical debt. I don't know. I, that's a very broad question because it's such a individual uh, situation depending on your situation. So um, I will say that don't be afraid to buy a home in this market. They're not going to get cheaper. They're not going to. Yeah, it's not going to get any. It's not going to get any cheaper unless you're trying to buy like commercial real estate, which which might come down, you know, twenty, thirty percent. Um, but you're going to buy a a home, and in most areas, real estate is still upward, ticking upwards. And as the Fed starts to bring interest rates down, even if it is point two five here, point five here, if it goes down one percent in in all of twenty twenty four, which I believe. The rates will come down next year. They have to. Um, then the market's going to go on fire again. People are going to go out and start buying again. So if you can even just get in, make sure that you're going to stay in the in the house for minimal of three years, preferably five plus. You'll be okay as long as your as long as your monthly payments are not killing you and you're not house poor. You'll be fine. Just buy the right home that you that that you like compromise a little bit and you know buy smart don't overpay which i know yeah. it might seem like everything you're pay- overpaying for everything um but this is just our new norm and i think there's a lot of people that are waiting for i mean dude adam people people when 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 interest rates were two percent people were saying the same thing Oh, the price of houses are too high. I can't afford anything. I can't do this. I can't do that. I, you know, but interest rates were 2%. It was just a different excuse then. Now interest rates are 7% or higher, depending on what your, your rate is and stuff. And now the excuse is the interest rates. I mean, the market's going to do what the market does. And the market, in my opinion, is my opinion. It's not financial advice. It's my, you ask me a question, I'm going to answer it. Real uh, uh, residential real estate is not going to crash. It's not like you're gonna you're gonna wake up in six months, nine months, and and there's going to be a twenty, thirty, forty, fifty percent discount on these homes. It's just there. It's a supply demand issue. There's not enough homes. It's too many people. It's not enough homes. It's it's literally impossible. If it was a seller's market, which it's not. It's uh, uh, sorry, uh, a buyer's market, which it's not. It's a seller's market still. It'd be a different story if there was uh, six, seven, eight, six, seven months of inventory. I'd be, I'd be singing, I'd be telling you something completely different. I'd be like, uh, yeah, you might, some really good deals might be coming up. This is, the market's about to get fucked. The economy's the shit. But there's no, there's nothing, there's nothing in like North America. I don't know where you're from, but in most states and in most provinces, there isn't enough. Now there are pockets, uh, of course, in any country where the opposite applies. Yes. Real estate might be coming down, but if you're living in a in a city, the chances are this this is what you this is the hand you're dealt with. So if if you're dealing with a seven percent interest rate and you're trying to buy a home, and you and and you can afford it, like you can afford the monthly payment, get into the house, make sure you're buying right, try and get a deal. Of course, don't fucking get stupid and get emotional and overbid and 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 overpay because I think at most real estate real estate might stay stagnant for a few years, right? It might not, it might not do this like 10, 20, 30% year over year, 
It might be 1%, 3%. There might be a year where it might go down 2%, but really, it, that, that that's really nothing. Um, and typically, when when there's a fluctuation like that, it's usually on specific real estate. So say, for example, um, prices of homes come down 10%. Chances are those are like really high-end luxury homes where the pool of buyers is not really there. Um, It's very specific. Your everyday uh, single-family homes for families of three, four, five, man, them things sell like fucking hotcakes. They aren't. They aren't crashing. It's not. It's not going to happen. You might. You might get. You know, an eight-bedroom house. In a luxury neighborhood that's having that's been sitting on the market for a while, where you can you might get under under what they're asking because they just, you know the people just want to sell it. It's what whatever, but buy smart, man. It doesn't matter if you're in a bull market, if you're in a fucking bear market in terms of real estate. If you buy smart, you can't lose it's, unless something catastrophic happens. You can't. It's virtually impossible to lose as long as you're going to hold. If you're going to buy a house and you're going to try and sell it in two years, you might get in some trouble. You don't buy a house. You plan to be there. You can afford to be there and scrutinize it. If, it's, if you're at 7% right now, look at it as if it's going to be 9%, assuming that you're in Canada and you, you go on a, on, if you're buying in Canada right now, you're buying variable. You don't, you don't, you do not get, you don't want to lock right now. You do not want to lock right now. You wanted to lock two years ago, year and a half ago. Now, no, I have a renewal coming up. My interest rate is going from 2.7% to 6.6. It's a huge di- it's a huge difference. Massive <clears throat> difference. And, you know, I know I'm fine because like I've held the property for a long time. Yeah, I can't pull as much money out as I want to to go buy another piece of real estate, but that's okay. It still pays for itself. It's still fine. So just make sure if you if you're from Canada that you're scrutinizing it in case the fucking doomsday happens and rates continue to go up, which we're going to be in a whole different slew of fucking shit if that happens. The housing like market will be the least of your worries at that point. Exactly. That'll quite literally be the least of your worries. But still, be prepared for doomsday worst case scenario. But if you're in the States and you're going to 30 year fixed, I mean, dude, juice it up to the gills. If they let you go 40 year, do monetize, amortize it on 40 years. Get as low as a payment as possible, and then when these rates come down, just refinance into into the lower rate. The, the, you know, if you can't afford it right now, then I don't know what to tell you. you you're gonna have to just work hard, fucking, you know, be fucking Gary V and get seventeen different side hustles and fucking try and scrape together. The cold hard truth is, it's extremely tough for everyday families to afford a home. In 2023, it just is. It sucks. It's fucking shit. It's horrible. And these interest rates are not helping at all. It's 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 awful. But your government, they are to blame. They are 100. They'll they'll blame everybody else. They'll blame fucking landlords. They'll blame whatever. They they need to blame themselves. They're the ones that help this economy go to shit, and they're the ones that put red tape and yellow tape on every type of fucking builder known to man so that shit cannot go up and affordable housing cannot be cannot be here. And, you know, they're just greasing the pockets of certain individuals. And it's it's lobbyists. It's just the whole fucking shit. It's a shit pile. So if you can get in, get in. Do it.
Because it ain't going to get any better. You want my opinion? I gave it to you. Yeah, the way that Em and I have been looking at it is from the perspective of you know people that, that got in at the low and then got fucked real hard, stuck variable, is... You know, the way that you have to look at it at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're strapped to fuck, but, the, you know, the 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 thing that you have to realize is that if you're going to have a mortgage that's 25 years or 30 years, this isn't the only time where this situation is going to happen. Correct. And it's going to happen multiple times. You're going to have lows. You're going to have highs. Yep. And sometimes, you're, sometimes it's going to be hard to figure out, just like if you're in the stock market, sometimes it's hard to figure out when do I lock for five years because you're playing a gamble. Like if you, like if you, if you went back in time to 2019 and you said, okay, five, you're buying a house, you're looking five years out. Nobody was going to be able to be like, oh, okay, well in 2020, <laughs> the world is going to come to a fucking screeching halt and everyone's going to be fucked and we're going to print 40% of all dollars in North America in the span of fucking like 18 months. Oh, and we're going to fuck this. Like, we're going to fuck this economy so hard that it's going to be nearly impossible to get out. Uh, uh, without insane inflation across the board, which is exactly what we're seeing. Literally everything is just inflated to fucking high hell. And so like, no, so like you're going to win and you're going to lose some. So the idea is like Jeff is saying is you just play it smart. You understand that at some point in the 25 year plus mortgage, you're going to get fucked. It's going to happen at least once, yeah, at least one twice. five year period, maybe twice, maybe, maybe twice. It, it's a You might get fucked every single cycle. It is yeah. not in, it's not infeasible that you could get fucked in the butthole on every single fucking cycle. So just go in with the understanding that, well, what happens if we had 25 years and we've got to pay it five, six percent interest? Can we do that? If yes, great. Get in. Because ultimately, like Jeff was saying as well, especially right now, you could you could have like nearly every every licensed contractor cranking out family homes whether and they wouldn't even be and they wouldn't be single family they'd be they'd be townhomes and shit there's not enough land to put that many houses on so you're looking at you're not even looking at single family anymore you're looking at duplexes uh and townhomes they couldn't keep up it's not it's not feasible so that by itself the supply side regardless of interest rate will make sure that at worst and this is my opinion, not, you know, not financial advice, like if this is mimicking Jeff pretty much, is that the supply side is what's holding back what would typically have dropped house prices substantially, yes. which is yes. interest. Thank if you. It wasn't, if it wasn't for the supply issue, yes, yes 7% would shit. fuck everything yes. so hard. Yes. But because that's not the case... Yes. Here we are. And so what yes. does that mean? It means even if you're in the market or you just got in like M&I and you're getting fucked with the cactus, it's okay because your equity isn't really evaporating at the speed Correct. that it would have. You're still losing equity. Don't get me wrong. I still wake up in the morning sometimes in a fever of sweat and go, fuck. Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. that yeah, yeah. fuck could have been a lot harder Dude, if, if it wasn't bought. for the supply side. Dude, if you didn't buy, you got oh, fucked, right? Fuck. But if you didn't buy, you'd be even in, wor- you'd be in, you'd be in worse shape. Because what are you now? Now what you're going to, which lock is in. why it's very important to be smart because they, uh, the, the discourse and it's not wrong discourse in my opinion, that if you can get in, get getting in. in is good, yeah. but you have to do it smart because you can, this is a time where you can a hundred percent fuck yourself. Yes. So you have to be careful, but if you can manage it, thumbs yes. up. Yes. 
that's kind of where we're at right now. But like Jeff said, for the average family, I mean, we're at a spot where here in Halifax, uh, a fucking a townhouse that's being yeah. built close by here that looks yeah. like dog shit. It's like One of the ugliest. Bucks. 500's the start. Yes. Yes. There's no yeah. fancy fixings. You're just getting the bare minimum. You're getting the, they're getting, you're getting discount windows where they just kind of like their mix, whatever windows the contractor get their fucking hands on. Just no, there's no like artistry to the fucking home. They're picking whatever siding they can get. That was like the cheapest. And it just looks like, it looks like budget housing. It is budget housing. And you're spending five hundred grand on it. And it's a townhouse. Three years ago would have cost you 350. Like if. If yes, like in Halifax, like yes. two ninety. Yeah, and now and and, <laughs> and that's honestly, five hundred grand. It's gonna get worse. People like I don't think people understand like the FOMO that people get to is when these rates start dropping, people are gonna start buying because they're gonna be like, okay, the, the market's turning. Let's just get in, go on variable. The the rates are gonna start coming down, and then the 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 value of the home is gonna start going up because as rates come down. The value of the home comes up because people can afford to spend more, which inherently makes it. It's, it's forced. Basically, it's and like since forced the supply is still going to be no shit. Supply. If there, dude, if there was a fucking thousand houses available in Nova Scotia, prices would be tanking because people have to sell. They'd be like, I got to go. Dude, there's like 140 homes in the province for sale. The, the province. There's a million people that live here. Plus, dude, how... You know what's crazy, too? Just as a side rant, I got contacted by Royal LePage asking me, because I went in for an interview years ago, and they keep contacting me like on a, like a quarterly basis, hey, you want to be a real estate agent? And, they, and we're, Nova Scotia, which likes to do everything the hard way, is changing. I'm, I'm sure you've heard about this now. Where they're changing how we're doing a real estate license. It's going to be two, three times as long of a course and cost even more fucking money. And like... And, you're in a market. I said to her in the email, I said, am I interested? Yeah, yeah, I could think about it, but I need you to tell me how the fuck you guys plan on having any new real estate agent on anyone walking into, in, into the fucking place as a new, at a brokerage where there's 150 fucking homes in the entire province. Yeah. How is anyone going to do anything but give you $400 a month in rented office space to yeah. make any money? How where how do you get to sell when you're a brand new agent walking yeah. in and well, there's a hundred units? You don't. You need a network like a motherfucker. The good news is, is when you get clients, you're selling the house. You, you're getting you're getting a sale. Yes. Like it, you you just need to find the clients. You find the clients. The, you put a fucking house in the market, it's gone. Like it, it will sell 100. percent And the, but you the, have to get the fucking. But you house. have to get the house right. So you got to you got to you got to network and shit. There, listen. There's money to be made, but like it, it, it's uh, it's the the the, the 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 orange is being squeezed more and more and more, <laughs> and there ain't gonna be. Pretty soon, you're just gonna have to add water to that orange juice, to even have, you know, to get to get any any type of fill. But yes, so. I could talk about real estate all day. Yes. But like uh fucking go get out in there, if you can. Be get smart. Get in if you can, but be fucking smart. If yes. you can't afford a house, don't or or if you're going, you know what? I can afford this right now, but like if the interest rates stay like this for like three years, I might be in trouble. Don't do it. Don't do it. You need to wait to buy the right house, still try and buy under market value, still try and do all the right things, and get in. 
Because if if the interest rates are high and you're spending an extra $1,000 a month, it sucks. It's horrible. But you are getting into a property. And if your house is worth $100,000, which let's be real, it's going to be worth a lot more than that. But say your house is worth 100000 bucks, and the it goes up by uh, 3% a year, right? You're making $3,000 a year, right? But you're spending an extra twelve, dollars uh, uh, you know, because of the interest. But you're getting back some of it every, every year. And eventually, you stay in the house long enough, the extra that you're paying will pay off just from a from from an appreciation standpoint and as people start buying more houses of course it's going to go up even more right you get one year it goes up 10% at 100k that's 10 grand right obviously you're going to be buying stuff that's 500,000 right so you're 50 grand uh so it it's all relative but no matter what as long as our government here in Canada I can't speak on the US cuz I don't know I'm sure their problem is worse than ours as long as they keep letting in a million plus people coming into our country a year and you're putting up 300,000 homes, bruh, the real estate market can't crash. The, 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 what, what's going to happen, though, is the, the local people that live here, they're are the ones fucked? that are getting priced out. They're yeah. the ones getting fucked. The, the foreigners that come in here, the people that come in, the immigrants that come here, they, they can afford these homes or they pull up and you'll have fucking five people buy a home and they'll they'll be happier than a pig in shit to to be here and they'll pay the stuff and and here's the here's the cold hard truth that a lot of people don't want to hear these immigrants work harder than you they come here to fucking they know what hard work is us fucking canadians american lazy fucks that want to sit and complain about ah, i don't want to go to the office i just want to work from home and fucking i you know i like a 4 hour work week and i'm just fuck Bro, these motherfuckers, these guys, they they live on four hours sleep and they'll up their fucking grind and they'll pay the shit and they won't complain about it. They'll outwork you and they will buy the shit and you will be fucked. And yes, I feel bad for the ones that can't afford their homes. I think everybody should be able to experience owning a home and having a piece that's yours. The cold hard truth is you're getting fucked and your government's making the decisions here. Start thinking about who you're voting for. You want to put in Trudeau again? Keep putting Trudeau in. See what happens, guys. See what the fuck happens. See what happens. I'm telling you, more of the same is going to happen. And I'll be honest, you fucking put in the conservatives, same shit's going to happen. I mean, it doesn't really the scariest, matter who's in The government. scariest part about the conservatives is, they, is that, is that is Polyev is like, it was like, what if we just got rid of the Bank of Canada and instated Bitcoin? Uh, At which well, point yeah. I said, all right, you know, hey, maybe no. Yeah, Let's I calm mean, down just, there. You know, yeah, <laughs> we all know that's not going to happen, bro. And he doesn't even have the power to do that, even if it was the case. But at the end of the day, guys, <laughs> if you want change, you need to change not only yourself, but you need to fucking really see what's going on in your country. And if it don't align with you, you need to start aligning yourself with, with government that is more in line with your own personal goals. Or I'm you could be in Texas in that, in that one, there's a one, a one, like, we're like 5 million people in Texas that have like all, that's like predominantly like black and Hispanic and they're like completely changing the voting there so that they're fucking the entire yes. population. Well, everybody's like, leaving California and they're going to Texas because they're like, fuck these taxes and fuck this government. Let's go over to Texas and fuck this place. You know, that's pretty much, that's pretty much what's happening, bro. But here in uh, Canada, I can't, I don't, I can't speak too much on the U.S. side. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I do invest. I have apartment building in the U.S. So like I yeah. am, I do have stake in it, but like here in Canada, bro, dude, you can't, you can't build shit. You can't do nothing. Just permits fucking, they won't let you do nothing. 
It's nuts. And they're sitting there to complain about the, oh, the, there ain't nothing. They're gonna, dude, and that's why more people are renting is because they can't afford, they can't afford a home. And then the more people are renting, there's less to be rented. So landlords go, okay, well, I have to raise the rent. Not only that, interest rates are at 7%. How can you not expect landlords to raise rent? They'll go bankrupt. <laughs> Literally. Not, you know, the, the vast majority of landlords are just mom and pops that got like one rental. They're not killing properties that got fucking 100,000 units <laughs> in one province. They ain't it. Like, God damn. Uh, dude, and I own real estate. I have a lot of it. I'm getting rich off this and I'm still complaining. <laughs> Bro, that's how much. Like, I'm making money. I own real estate. I'm good. The motherfuckers that don't have anything, they're getting fucked. And it even pisses me off because, you know, it, it's, it's not good for the economy. It's not good for, for, for people. It's not good. It's well, not just good. Well, just the hoops that you had to jump, we had to jump through just to legalize the unit we have here was just fucking insane. It's nuts. It's nuts, bro. It's, it's out of hand. It's stupid. It's nuts. And uh, I feel for you. The one that answered the que- asked the question, I feel for you. Do the best you can. But don't put your family in a in a position where you're where where you're gonna go under from this. You just can't. You just can't do that. If that means you gotta rent for another six months, a year, two years, you do what you gotta do, man. You do what you gotta do. The cold hard truth is you gotta work your fucking ass off and some. You gotta be a slave. You gotta be a fucking literal grindy slave to make enough money to put a down payment so that your 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 monthly payments aren't fucking your family. It's just it. And you, 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 can, you can blame it on whatever. You blame it on COVID. You can blame it on fucking war in Ukraine. You can blame it on supply chain issues. And all of these things contribute 100%. They do. They do. But the cold hard truth, also immigration, it's all of these things. But guys, you shut down countries. Nobody does business. You print endless money. Everybody's got more money they ever had in their lives because nobody's spending money. Nobody's going to fucking Boston Pizza to grab food. Nobody's going to travel uh, to take family vacations. Dude, the GDP went fucking nuts. Inflation went nuts at 8%. That's crazy. It's, it's actually crazy. You, know, you, go buy, you go buy a fucking loaf of bread, it costs you seven bucks? You're like, what the fuck? No, bro. No. I could, I could, rant, I could rant for days about this shit. I'm angry. And I'm good, and I'm angry. The grocery shit's mad. particularly bad because there's so many things that gas and groceries, bro. Where, where, groceries. where they 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 had it up when they had all those issues, and then the supply issues went away, and everything went back. And they, and they, said, they left you. they they left the price high Correct. because they can Greedy fucking cocksuckers. That's exactly why. Because then they just go, government? oh, inflation's high. Why doesn't the government step in and fucking do snow? But they want to fucking put you on some carbon tax shit. Fucking sitting here worrying about our goddamn environment when people you go and ask a a, a stay at a single a single ma a single mother raising children if she wants to spend an extra twenty to fifty dollars a month on carbon tax <laughs> she can't even afford to fucking feed her kids you think this is the right time you think this is the right time really right now right now this is when you want to do it or, or is carbon do- tax really the solution to the problem no, of course not, not. of not. course not it's not the fucking solution it's these greedy fucking cocks fuck you fuck trudeau too fuck you buddy and your stupid fucking policies man it's nuts 
It's nuts. Yeah, I care about the environment. Of course I do. Do I want to pay more when we're already getting fucking reamed? Why don't you take billions of dollars from other bullshit that you do and put it into the environment instead of coming in double, tripping, quadruple dipping on your on on working class citizens? Dude, it's the middle class and the lower middle class and the poor that are getting fucked. It's not the rich. It's not the rich. They can afford these swings. You can't. You're getting priced out. And you keep this up, in five years, there won't be a middle class. It'll just be poor and rich. Where do you stand? That's well, kind crazy. Of, that's, we're, kind we're almost of, we're, there. We're pretty much we're there. there. We're pretty much there, Adam. We're pretty much there. Because, like, you get, if you look at, like, if you look at what, you know, the cars people drive, the homes they have, everything, it's fine. Okay. It looks like, it looks like we have a middle class, but then if you look at, like, no, debt to earnings ratio, and you're looking at, like, just, every, nobody has money. They're broke. They're broke, like they're bro. they're they're like three they're like what six weeks uh, out of pay before everything collapses. Correct. Around them. Correct. And that's they even people it. that aren't that and that's that's including the people that aren't overstepping their means. That's just them. Like I have a family of with two children, and we have two people working, and we just that's literally just the reality of the situation. Where it's like they're, it's not like they're going to Disney World on a no. fucking yearly basis. No. No. And they're still and six if, weeks out from being fucked. They, and if they did, Adam, they should be able to. They work all fucking year to take your kids <laughs> on a vacation somewhere, and you can't do that anymore because grocery stores want to charge you an extra fucking $3 for a loaf of bread and $6 for a fucking gallon of milk. Suck a dick. You want to go to the pumps and our gas prices are fucking 4x <laughs> what they were a year and a half ago? Suck a dick. <laughs> You don't want to allow builders to build your stuff so that you don't have such a shit housing market. Suck a dick. You like want to guy- shut down every single, every single family ran business. But the leave, of but, but leave open, Wal- but leave open Walmart and guys but leave open Walmart. <laughs> Suck it. Suck Walmart. It. Were- Walmart was essential, but not the mom and pop shops yeah, that went bankrupt. That fucking add to our economy, and if they don't have it, they go under. Their livelihoods, their families, everything, gone. Because what? No, bro. I'm sorry. And you said all this shit two years ago? A year and a half ago? You're a villain. You're a villain. You're, people will be like, fuck you. Fuck you. You're horrible. Cancel you. You're a piece of shit. There's people dying out there. No shit. See how much suicide rates have gone up? Don't fucking play this shit. Man, I'm pissed, bro. I'm fucking mad. That was I'm brutal. mad as hell. I've been, wor- I've been holding this shit in for a fucking hot minute. The, the, the worst the government, bro. The, the worst part is that... No. The wor- the, I think the worst part of all of it is that there's very... And why, and why, you know, depression rates and everything are, are, are through the roof is because there's very little that the average person can actually do. Like, the power, even as a group, so even as, like, a group of people, like, in voting power, is there's very, there doesn't seem to be an out anywhere because every, every direction you go results in basically the same thing. So it feels very difficult for people to, like, have... Uh, the, you know, the, the willpower to just, you know, to, to, to want to... Uh, to even try to do it, which of course is preferential for people that have power because it means that they don't have any opposition like what whatsoever. Yep. They just get to do whatever they want. Yep. But yeah, the pandemic stuff, the shutdowns were uh, like, 
In the early days where nobody knew exactly what the Makes fuck was sense. going on, I, 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 I'm not going to okay. complain about it. But when we were like a year and a half deep or a yes. year deep or after the first year and we knew what we were doing and we had protocols in place uh, that we were like functioning. If you can have protocols work in a Walmart, you can have the same protocols work at a mom and, and pop shop correct. and just fucking let people mask, social distance, only X number. Of, it was like they were running like restaurants, X number of people allowed in yes. at capacity. All those things are fine, but make sure that it applies to everyone. Everyone. But it, but it was so brutal because you have like Walmart, which was already crushing like literally fucking everyone that wasn't a Walmart. And they get to stay open. And everyone else gets to close down. You know you're what? like, oh, money, money, of course. It's money. Of course, it's, tons it's of money. money. Bro, the, the whole thing, there's some good in there. Like, yes, definitely save lives, 100%. But at the same time, how many, how many lives were destroyed? I mean, look, look, what, look what we're dealing with now. And you, you, people, people got to be insane to think that those lockdowns, did not contribute to the economy that we're in today. Oh, of course you, you're did. fucking insane. Of course so, it did. You know, uh, you know, I get it. It's like a, it, 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 it's, it's something that we've never seen before like this. And I get it, but my God, the amount of control the government had on people's lives. It is, it was unhuman. It was unconstitutional. It was bad, bro. It was really bad. And they used fear. They used endless amounts of fear and threats to make shit happen. And that's the part that pisses me off. We're supposed to have freedom. We're supposed to be able to make a choice for ourselves and for our family. Dude, I couldn't even, I even got vaccines and shit. I was that guy. I had got my, I got my, I I will never put another one of them in my body again. My son will, never had it, never will. Uh, Not as, not as long as I'm his guardian and I'm, and I call the shot. But, uh, I, I did everything, bro. But you couldn't travel. You couldn't fuck. You couldn't do nothing. You couldn't even go eat somewhere. Like they made it so. It is so. Anyway, it was hard, I, dude. I, bro, I, it was I, hard. I, 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 I don't now, envy. I don't envy anyone that was in a position to make any decisions during that time, because especially in early days, where hospitals were basically they weren't even hospitals. They were morgues. Like there was nowhere to put yeah, bodies anymore. I get it. Like, get like it. that was, and so for the government, it's like, well, you know, anyone making decisions is like, they had to walk a line between freedom, especially in places like North America where, or like any Western kind of like mo- almost every country on earth at this point, like very minimal that aren't like that. Like, you know, China had like military lockdown and shit, but like the walking the line between, we don't know a hundred percent what we're up against. We know that we know that it's f- killing uh, we know it's putting a lot of people in hospital and straining the system to the point where a lot of people are dying and we're not going to have doctors and nurses left to be able to do anything if this keeps up. And so there's like, what what can we do? And the and the the answer to that early on was was we have to be like insanely hyper re- like overreactive. Uh, eventually, we figured out like anything because we didn't know. Which which protocols were effective and and how how much to turn the knob up on each of those protocols to get the most out of them. But like anything, when you get in a position where stuff like that starts to happen, then it can be manipulated and people yeah. can can make take advantage of the situations yeah. uh, and make them a th- and make them worse than they needed to be. I don't think I could personally imagine a world in which we didn't have some form of lockdown early on because just. Just because, like, like talking it makes with sense. 
I'm with M, you on that. Yeah, M being in the hospital, that we would have, we would, we literally had like our entire system would have collapsed, and and it would have been. Uh, beyond catastrophic. I mean, places in the States had that. I mean, they were literally stacking people in refrigerators outside. They were putting people in closets, in hallways. Like, it was insane. So, like, there, there was definitely a time where I would not envy any policymaker that had to wake up and go, what the fuck do I apply, especially like in the States, to 360 million people today to try and figure out how to get through this on the other side without everyone wanting to kill me. Uh, and I don't, honestly, I think that regardless of what they did, they were going to get fucking chewed out by whatever the other opposites, because if they just let everything go, death would have been insane. And they would have got fucking reamed for, for the amount of deaths. Like nobody's ever going to thank them for like, maybe, you know, the overreaction, you know, Florida, Hey, you know, they, you know, Florida did what Florida did. Florida's not exactly the barometer for literally anything in the world at all, period. Like Florida got fucked. I, I tell you right now, I would have ra- if I was in the states, I would have I would have rather have lived in Florida in, in during COVID over almost any other state in America. And then as soon as that shit was done, I'd have been out. I mean, dude, I'm a healthy 35 year old. I'm 36 now, but when it was a my healthy 30 something year old, I had COVID. All right, and you know, it, yeah, it sucked. You're going through it now. It's fucking shit. But to shut down my life completely. I mean, you know, it is it is what it is. We could have this debate all day. The, mm. the, 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 and I don't even think we're really debating. But I, no, I, mean, no, I, agree. No. I agree with you. Yeah. I agree. The lockdowns, I think, were necessary in the beginning. They, they, I, I, I sincerely think that. But the, the, the amount of time that went on it got abused. I mean, I, I, that's what I, my stance on it is that is that it got to a point where things were getting abused to to benefit certain groups of people. I, that, that's what my that's my stance on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and just so people know, I'm not an anti-vaxer. Yeah, I got the vaccines. I'm not an anti-vaxer uh, at all. Um, I, I I've encouraged those vaccines. Get, uh, I mean, we literally watched the data on a billion billions of people scale globally. We got to watch those vaccines do work. In real yeah, time. Did. I mean, they did work and there are some yeah. negatives. You know, there were people that were affected negatively by that. And that's virtually, you know, I get it. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not a I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Right. Yeah. Especially if you've got underlying conditions like go get your vaccinations. Right. It's, it's no different than whatever. But uh, the fact that the way that they strong armed people and used extreme fear that I didn't like. And now that the smoke is settled, you know, people are actually waking up and there's a lot of people that were like all for the vaccine and we're like, yeah, if you don't get the vaccine, man, you're going to get somebody else sick and you're going to do this. You're going to do that. There's so much misinformation. And, and I think people are now, dude, if they came, if, if the government today came out and was like, Hey, there's a new strain, which I think there is now. Oh, there's been, there's been new strains right? every like six months time, or like right? every three months. Say it's if constantly... there's like a new fucking rampant of COVID and the government yeah. came in and said, Hey guys, we're going on another fucking year lockdown, bruh, that ain't never happening again. Bro, the people, they would, it would be pandemonium. It'd be fucking, it just won't happen. They so, bring back, you know, they bring back, they, they bring back masking and social masks, distancing okay, and sure. stuff like that. But they'd never, it, you wouldn't see like, I'm down you wouldn't that. see, you would, unless we had a literal like resurgence of the actual black plague that was like killing 80% of the people it touched. You're not going to see the same I, thing. 
yeah, that you uh, just saw. Well, and for one, there, it, it didn't kill eighty percent of the people that it touched. No, it was, no, like, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, you're not like, going to see. I'm saying yeah. you're not going to see unless it's something yes. like that. Gotcha. Then, yeah, yeah. then, yeah. But yeah. like, if you're like, it's going to be very challenging, especially for this generation, right? Like, if you wait twenty years, yeah. And it's a generation that doesn't that wasn't there. Then Makes it sense. will be different. Okay. But for uh, but for the people that were in our age group and 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 in let's say junior high and up, they're gonna that would be a it'd be very difficult to convince them, especially to do on the extreme end. Which yeah. which again, unless the disease was so fucking bad, then yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't it wouldn't be necessitated. And I don't think I don't think any of the health authorities would even go that route because no. again, we know. We didn't know anything at at day zero, and and everything is like fly by the seat of your pants on yeah, a policy we're perspective. On the fly, you know, so we're just like government, it, right? businesses, individual people. Everyone's operating on limited information, and 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 like imagine, like we were at a time where like people were po- like. Even if every piece of information that came out, let's say every piece of information that came out was was. Uh, was a hundred percent accurate because we already had the information. We already studied. We already knew. Even yeah. if you do that, what COVID showed is that it's very, very, very obvious that you can tell people a bunch of 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 real time information and give it to them. And this is stuff that we had that we're like, it's 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 happened. We have this is the information we have, and here's some graphs. And most people do not know how to read a graph to save their life. And so they rely on some random YouTuber that will go on and do the, because they will, because it's like the same thing as like a celebrity. People yeah. will look to celebrity. It's the halo effect. They look to the, the person they trust because they watch movies of them. And if they say something, even if it's counter to something else that like you would think would make sense, they'll go with the halo effect every time. Yeah. Dude, yeah. people can't read graphs. They don't understand percentages. They don't understand how, how statistics work at all, which is not to say that I expect them to. But what happens is when all of this information came out, and this was the first event in our lifetimes where we had this level of information being disseminated amongst the general population because it was at the best interest uh, to do so on the hopes that it would help, you know, um, people understand policy. It did help, but it also hurt, like in in a ratio that you would expect, almost 50-50. too, right? Because some things were wrong. They came out and they said some things and then it was the complete opposite. And then the ones, the ones that were already against it go, see See, I told you. Which is which is which is super annoying because unfortunately, like they're telling you what they know at the time. But science, like anything, like fifty years ago, what we were doing to treat psychiatric patients would be seen as barbaric now, and it's only fifty years. And that's because we know we learn things, and we were learning things in real time. And so people would take the learning in real time as malicious intent on every fucking corner, and just assume that every piece of information that that changed as we got more information was malicious. And that was the biggest hurdle for people that were that were being legitimate, because obviously they were bad actors. There always are, but -hmm. for the people that are being legitimate, they were like people would point at them and be like, "Why are you fucking lying?" Be like, "Well." Well, I'm lying. going by was information just, that was... This is what yeah. we had yesterday, and now this is what we have today, and I'm sorry yeah. that I didn't look into the future but and I have think, this information. I think I think the thing that upsets, that upset, I can say for me personally, but I think the thing that irritated me mm. is I, and, and I know that maybe there'll be a lot of people here in the in the um, the VOD or the, the, the chat that can agree. Maybe there's not, right? Um, 
I think the thing that upset me is, and the thing that bugs me the most is people were silenced Mm -hmm. and people were like you, the amount of vile things that people would say, if you said tribalism was at its peak during COVID, it was on a fucking whole nother level. Yeah. And it didn't matter. I got my vax. I was telling people, hey, if you got underlying conditions, you want to be safe, I suggest getting the vaccine. Right? I you know, you know, I was doing my part. Yeah, right? yeah. But, you know, as time went on and I started get, getting more information from multiple sources, and I started to see the effect that not the vaccine. I'm not even just talking just about the vaccine right now, but I'm yeah, talking yeah. about like COVID as a whole and like the lockdowns and the fucking the, all of these measures, and I started and I'm and I'm and I'm weighing because I was on that 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 scare train. I, I'll be honest, I was scared. I I was a new father. I have a a, a son at home. He's. I think most sane you know, people were scared when they were seeing the hospital start to fill up, and it was yes. like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yes, and even though primarily it was was older people that had you know compromised immune systems or people that have you know, heart conditions and other conditions, they were the ones that really being affected. Even, even, you know, and I feel for all of those people, you know, it's sad when one person loses a life. It doesn't matter if they're 90 years old or they're 20. It's, 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 it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not a good thing. It's, it's sad. It's not good. But like, I'm a new father. I've got a son at home. There's no vaccine made for him. I, I have the news and social media telling me that, you know, we're fucked. And like every, I've never experienced something like this in my life where, you know, I've had flus and colds and, you know, it's fine. People get sick and, you know, it's whatever. Hospitals are filling up. Everything's being shut down. We're going to the grocery store. We're bringing food home and we're wiping down packages before we put them in the cupboard in the fridge. Yeah, because nobody knew if that was necessary or not to like stop yourself. Yes, this was, this was, this was what, I went through, and I, I mean, there's probably lots of people that can relate to this and these feelings. So I go through all this, and then, you know, I start to see the negative effects. I start to see kids not in school. Kids can't play with other kids. My son is locked up in the house. I'm cooped up in the house. I can't, I, you know, and I live, I, I live at home. Like, literally, I work, sleep, eat, shit, fuck at home. This is what I do. But, like, I'm even feeling c- cooped up and... Uh, claustrophobic almost I can't do nothing I can't life is just off and then tons of people are getting depressed people are angry people are upset there's so much fear going on it's endless fear it's like thing after thing my wife is glued to her fucking phone in the news and it's like I gotta listen to every single fucking update all the time and my life is already on the internet and I'm going through all this and then I start to think to myself well why can't I make a decision for my own life and my family's life? You know, if I don't want to give my son a vaccine or I don't want to get another booster shot or I want to go to this restaurant and I don't feel like doing X, Y, and Z, why do, why do, why can't I speak out about my frustrations? The moment I talk about anything that is the opposite of fear control and, and this is what you, this is what you will do or you are enemy number one, I start naturally wanting to be a rebellion. I naturally just say, no, fuck you. No, no. 
I'm a grown man. I can make my own decisions for me and my family. Who are you to tell me? You told me what to do for long, for long enough. Uh, I need to get out. I need to get the fuck out. Dude, somebody, you can't make this shit up. There was a police. There were people that were outside walking. And they were, they were I, I, from, from me to that door. And the police are like, you need to spread out more. Outside. And, I, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, now that I'm out of it, now I'm out of the fucking fog. What the fuck? How? How did we get there? How did we get there? But you were vilified. You were fucking vilified if you said anything uh, 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 on the opposite. And that's the thing that I didn't like and I still don't like even still today. And I think that's why now when you see news about COVID and stuff, people are like, now fuck this, bro. Don't, you know, I'm just getting back to my life. Bro, if I get COVID, I get COVID. I mean, it is what it is, right? Um, but it's still a real thing, and it's still a real thing, and it's still killing people, and it's sad, and it's not It's not a good thing at all. Uh, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm not anti-fucking, you know, w- whatever this is, but I'm just a human that just reached his breaking point on what you can k- shell me and tell me, and now that you hear some of the things, and like you said, like you fucking said, they're learning on the fly. I can't be super mad for them telling me. I mean, I could be, but I'm, I'm an adult and I, like, I have a brain. So like, I can fucking conceptualize what actually happened to a degree. They tell me that like, you should get a vaccine or you're going to hurt the... Because that was the big campaign when it first started. If you don't get the vaccine, you're not doing it for you. You're doing it for everybody else. Well, we learned that like, you get the vaccine, it's not going to change the fact that... You, you you can still transmit it to whoever. It's not there's not lowering the fucking the virus. You know, yeah, for you, you 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 know, you're gonna have. I'm sure if you didn't get the vax, right, your your symptoms probably be worse, right? Or maybe, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's the uh, I'm going well, by we the know, science, we, right? You know that much that that at this point, without question, yeah. yeah I mean, okay. the va- the vaccine gives you sure. an underlying amount of it doesn't. Stu- of it's sort, not right? it's it not immunity. It. it just stops no. the severity or it severity. lessens the severity of the disease. Correct. Which is what many many vaccines do. That's part of the problem too. Was that like how it was being described to people? When people think vaccines, they think of the shit that they get in school or for yes. school, and yes. like where the success rate is like, or, or like the 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 immunity rates like ninety seven, ninety eight percent. So you never hear it's like once in a blue moon, like mumps will show up, like right. like literally once every fifteen years, yes. and it's because it's a ninety seven, ninety eight percent like immunity rate. And Correct. so, but you hear vaccine, that's what you think. So when they say vaccine and people were, were getting this one and the disease is unfortunately mutating on a fucking bi-weekly basis, yeah. the, the, the core part of the vaccine or the, of the disease stayed the same. So you were getting, you were getting a reduction of the severity of, of the disease, but you were still going to catch it because the disease is changing. And then, and then that's, yeah, but you're, you're right. The, the discussion around, well, like get a vaccine. If anyone ever told you get a vaccine, so that you don't give this disease to somebody else. That was just, at no point was that ever even conventional scientific wisdom. That was just people making shit up. Like, well, I, like, but it, the news was saying it, bro. Well, news are, the news is fucking yeah, insane. Like, bro, I, like, I mean, uh, dude, it's so, it's so, anyway, it's just crazy what, what, what happened. But again, like, and, you, have uh, to, you always think about how, at some point, after we got more and more knowledge, at some point, it, you had to realize, and everyone did, that there are points in which, from a political perspective and business perspective, things certain things will benefit yes. groups of people, 
And that happens every time because people will abuse that situation. A lot of billionaires are made off that vax, bro. A a ton, of- I mean, tons. Well, at the same time with like the vaccine, like I and you know me, I'm 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 like I can, I can be as anti-billionaire as I like as 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 anyone else can be because I like the odds of me thinking that anyone is worth a billion dollars versus anyone else in their company is so slim that I just like I don't even believe it. But the uh, like if you have if you have four or five companies on earth that actually have the technology to churn out a vaccine based on based on on mRNA studies that have been in the works for like a decades previous that we spun into this and you get they're going to make more like nobody's going to do that shit for free. I mean, it's like, and nobody would, and nobody would even, I think assume that that was ever going to be really done for free. Once in a blue moon, you'll have somebody come up with something like penicillin or some shit. And then they like, they're like, I don't want money. And it makes yeah. it relatively cheap. Unless you're in the States, they find a way to make it like $700 a fucking vial. But like for everyone else, like that once in a while that happens. But in this instance, like I was never going to be like, well, fuck me. Well, I, it's, it's not, I'm a capitalist, so I'm yeah. not against people making money, but at the same but time, they made money, but oh, they made endless Lots money and still money. are. Yeah. But at the same time, you're forcing the, the population to not make money. Yes. And, oh, yeah, but, there's but a, there, but there, but there are entities that are printing money because yes. of this vaccine and you're telling people that it does X, Y, and Z when in reality it didn't necessarily, it might've done and, X and a bit of Y, but not Z, Z didn't really it might not have happened with Z. And then it's like, okay, well now we've got this new version and blah blah blah. Dude, I was watching uh I saw I think it was either the Oscars or a music awards. Mm. It was sponsored by Pfizer. I mean, oh, this yeah. is where we're at right now. Oh yeah, it was I sponsored mean, by yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, that's bro, that's well, and, and the optics, that's the optics some crazy shit, bro. The the that's, optics was really tough to sell where you're gonna where you're gonna mandate vaccines for certain uh for certain things, but then there, it's a mandated vaccine, but a vaccine being done by a company that's making all this money in real time. And, and normally you don't see that as a person, right? Like when yeah. you go to school, you have vaccines for your kids because you have to, because nobody wants to have mumps and measles fucking kill a whole bunch of children. So everyone has their vaccines when they're young. And, and nobody thinks about the fact that the companies that made those made fucking ass tons of money up of front and continue to make money. But we never see that in real time. This was That's everyone's right. the the real time nature of this is is oh, yeah. is yeah. is why so many of these things were both abusable and yes. also why so much of it was hard to discern fact from fiction and 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 whatnot and take the heat out of it because you were watching it in real time. You nobody ever got to see that happen before. This is the fir- the, the internet, <laughs> everything, all yeah. the the amount of the, the the speed in which information can be spread is both a positive and a negative. It's a double-edged sword. Yep. The the who people trust in these times is very important and and it can change on a fucking like, like a turn of a dime. You yep. can go from somebody whose entire life's work has been specifically for this thing and they're coming out and saying something and then like Brad Pitt, I'm not saying Brad Pitt did this shit, but Brad Pitt could then come out and say some different shit and people are like, well, do I go with the person that spent the last 45 years dedicating their life to, uh, to all of this work or man, Brad was pretty fucking good in, uh, in that movie last week and I like him. So maybe Brad Pitt, but that's how people's brains work. And it's really hard to not want to change and go after something when, like you were saying, you start to go stir crazy because you feel like you have no autonomy. And yes. so you start looking for, you You want to blame something and get angry at something. 
And in that instance, in that time, everyone wanted to be angry at something. But how are you supposed to be angry at a disease? It's not sentient in the sense that you can't go go yell at it in person. You can't tell COVID to fuck itself and have it give a shit about it. So you have to displace all of this pent-up fucking rage and these emotions of you've got family members that probably died or friends yep. that died or they're irreversibly ill with long COVID where they're like now two years deep where they can't be awake for more than fucking seven hours at a time without sleeping for the next 15. They Like all this shit going on, you're angry. And then you're being told to stay home, which you might have been okay with up front. But after a while, even if you know there's a chance that you could get fucked, like you start to go, you literally yes. start to go stir crazy. You, you I'd get, you get, get fucked by COVID if, if right. this, is so it, if this is it. This is it. And so yeah. that changes and things. And and but and while all this is happening in the background, like un- like ironically, is that while there were abused abused mechanisms, hundred percent is that a lot of the public health measures that were put in place are the reason why, ironically, things that people point at and go, well, it wasn't that bad, are because the public health measures were there. If you had just raw-dogged this bitch globally, Jesus Christ! I mean, who knows? I mean, I'm sure that there'll be some There'll be some kind of... I mean, th- we'll talk about this for centuries, right? This will be in the history books. Yeah. But I, I, I am curious to know what, it, what things would have been like if they just allowed, well, uh, like herd immunity happen, people just you well, know. Well, we know and- with a degree of accuracy what with previous plagues and shit, right? So we know that what would happen was the spike would be obviously fucking huge, right? It would spread like wildfire, and it would affect a whole bunch more people in a much shorter period of time, which was which was. Which was often which the, the problem, problem. was yeah. it was the amount of people in the period of time, right? It wasn't spread out. It was this shit was spreading four times to seven times faster in some instances than flu. And so you couldn't like people were getting wiped off like the face of the earth. And I don't mean death, but I just mean getting, getting sick yeah. at rates way faster than most diseases. And so it became very hard to control in, in a medical setting. So if you did that, it would... One, I promise you, at least here in Nova Scotia, our hospitals literally collapse. We would not have a single worker available to do anything. They would have all burnt out and been, or been dead or both. And that I can just say from having had a person that was working it the whole time. That would have been really bad. That would have been the same in places like New York as well. New York got it real fucking bad. They had people piling up outside. That was with public health measures. So the spike would have been terrible. Would the whole world have collapsed and died simultaneously? No. No, of course not. Would it have been an insane fucking period to go through and then have to try and find people to get back in to be able to replace the people that were out and and didn't have vaccines and caught it and got long COVID or like irreversible lung damage or heart damage and then people in the medical field to be nurses and doctors and janitorial services, which by the way, fucking God bless the janitors and the fucking garbage people that kept that shit fucking going. Well, like nobody fucking thinks about those people literally fucking ever, but they were like, they imagine what a janitor was doing during peak COVID Christ almighty. That shit would have been fucking atrocious. So all that shit trying to collapse, bring all of the underlying underlying shit that underpins civilization in the Western world would have been fucked not irreparably, but severely. And for and who knows how long it would have yeah. taken to claw back and what the expense on the long-term health costs of the populace would have been. Because what we see right now is that even with what we had, where we've reduced long COVID dramatically with vaccines, we watched that, we had that information. That's just a fact. 
If you took that out and long COVID cases were as high as they would have been if you just let this shit cure herd immunity throughout the entire population, the effective cost on taxpayers or just out-of-pocket expense, if you're in somewhere like the States or you have insurance trying to pay this shit out, would have been... Huh! If you think money was being made on the fucking vaccines... Jesus Christ, the the private health sector on long COVID would have been printing money like the government was printing money at peak fucking COVID for the next fucking 50 years until all these people died. Because it would have been, and that's the true cost, would have been the long-term health effects on the number of people that got hit. In Canada, where we have subsidized health care? Bro, forget about it. You want to talk about inflation? Nah, we don't have the tax base here for that. We don't have the tax base to be able to float that shit. We're having a hard time floating obesity problems in terms of the weight, no pun intended, on the healthcare system. If you put 40% of the populace with long COVID issues or damage to lungs and heart, which are the early, I mean, especially 40% Delta. percent of people, though, but the long COVID only affects a small portion of. But I'm not. No, I'm not saying long COVID, COVID, but like, but like lung yeah. and heart damage, which we know, know we know that is is in a much higher percentage of people, and so like that would have been bad. That yeah. would have been really bad. Yeah, who knows? Would I, I, I want mean, to have lived through either of those scenarios? No. no am I happy no. that we didn't try to go? For, am I personally happy that we didn't try to herd immunity that shit? I gotta be honest. Yes. I think that would have been living, living right now. You and I, the economy, very different world. I very mean, different fine, world. But there'd be, you know, but there'd be, you know, people that may, so, may not, may, may not be. You're but in the it, top point oh one percent. So the the ninety nine. God damn! How how good do you think globally, I'm living over here? God glo- damn! Globally, okay, in North okay, America, okay, you're okay. the one. You're definitely one percent in more than North America, no doubt. I can handle the one, but point oh one globally. You only need to make thirty two grand a year to be in the top one percent globally. So you're like, you know, you know. But if you reduce it to North America, North America changes. Okay. Okay. But yeah, but yeah, it would have been bad. It would have been down bad. I would have been fucked for sure. Like, M&I combined income would not have been enough to survive whatever fucking onslaught that would have brought, uh, no doubt in my fucking mind. Because, like, at the same time, not to drag this on any longer, like, the just the gas thing alone, with the gas is affected by a bunch of shit, the majority of it is, unfortunately, because Saudi Arabia uh, is looking at the world changing to green technology. They go, we have a finite amount of time to sell people as much fucking oil as humanly possible, and we also conveniently control... So much global supply that we can dramatically affect pricing if we need to. They spent the the current the current head of Saudi Arabia, young guy, said, "All right, we need to change how we make money. Our GDP can't be re- entirely relying on oil anymore. We can't. This country will literally collapse if we only like we have money now, but it won't last forever. We need we need outs. And unfortunately, Saudi Arabia is basically desert. Not a lot of upside to Saudi Arabia outside of oil." But you know what they did? He decided to spend uh, all the money they have right now, $3 trillion on this plan to change their economy, to have more sustainability outside of oil. $3 trillion. I don't know if people even conceptualize they, they what $3 trillion they, is. No, they, they actually can't. $3 they trillion. Can't so what do they do? Well, that's a lot of money even for Saudi Arabia, so they have to come up with the money. What do they do then? Well, they have oil, and they can control a lot of it. So they control the supply to raise the the amount of money that uh, is currently being charged uh, for their oil all over the place in order to make back some of the $3 trillion that they're using to ironically move away from an oil-based economy. 
that by itself is fucking the oil price. If you took every other factor out, that one's bad. But we've got so much shit going on. And then on top of that, like you were saying earlier, then you have then you have like Trudeau, whose who's virtue signaling his oh hair God, off his head to be like carbon tax. Which, which is already, which is already insane because like the average person's carbon footprint does, it pales in comparison to the big industry. Like one tank, like one tanker in the ocean is like the entire province of Nova Scotia. And so to like to pass on, to pass on the burden of, of reducing carbon emissions almost in its entirety. Yes, like the vast majority to the average person is so fucking insane. So to do that at the peak of peak. oil cost is just a meme. At the peak of everything, the peak of inflation, oil, fucking, I mean everything. Now he's doing it. So yeah, bro. I, I go on a <laughs> I go on a on a I go on a weekly Justin Trudeau rant at this point. Um <laughs> Just because, like, I just listened to this dude, bro, and I'm just like, you are one of the biggest, dumbest idiots that well, I think I've political ever seen theater. in my life. He's political theater, which makes sense because he he's was brought up. He's just a good-looking dude that fucking, he's, he's been in politics his whole life. And listen, yeah. he's done some good for the country. He's done yes. some good for the country. But, bro, these, this, he's out of he's touch, gone off the rail. Last... He's gone off the rails a bit. Yeah. Bro, bro. And then he, and he even did, he even fucking called for a vote in the middle of COVID. Like, what are you doing, man? Get over yourself, bro. This guy is a complete fucking tool. And, uh, yeah, I mean, him and his wife are now, be, I guess, it, divorcing and shit. This dude's going through it. Bro. Could be could be worse, I guess. Could be Mitch McConnell having mini-strokes not live on national TV oh, every second that. Tuesday. Yeah, I saw that. That actually just good. hurts to watch. They, like, yeah, I don't need, uh, Mitch good. McConnell's one of the most evil politicians to have ever lived. And even then, I'm watching it going, you yeah, can, like... like eh. Because you know what it means? It means that people are the people that are in the party are puppeting a dude who is long gone. Oh, yeah. And, and so oh, he's just rubber stamping shit in a vegetative fucking state. Bro, well, people like, like walk in from both sides of the camera and they're like, hey, Mitch, did you hear the question? Would you like them to speak up? And Mitch is like literally flat affect, nothing, mini stroke, real time. And they're like, oh, you want to speak louder so he can hear you? It ain't the loudest. Mitch is just literally in onset dementia. Just you gotta get out. He's like fucking Alzheimer's. Get him out of there. Sounds like For somebody else sakes. in office. Sounds like somebody else. But anyway, yes, I won't even true. Get there. I won't oh, there's even lots there. of them. We need we need term limits on age. Period. Seriously, if there if we if you have to be thirty to be like uh, to be like entry point and the thirty five in the I think it's thirty five in the states for presidency, then if we if we know within reason that you need a certain amount of world experience before you're put in those positions, which yes. I think is smart, you should then yeah. there should probably shot in the dark on this one. Maybe put an upper limit on that bitch for similar reasons. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Maybe there's a point where somebody who's 80 years old that every policy they make they will never see because they're going to die should probably not be the one making these decisions. They might have knowledge, but they shouldn't be there. And when they die, their policies are going to get removed by the next person that comes through. And maybe (laughs) it will. It will. Right. So, yeah. uh, Yeah. Anyway, it it is. It is what it is. It's a mess. It's a hot mess. I don't know how we got here, but we got here. We got here. And uh, it was been three weeks. It's been a month since the podcast. We had it. We were we were set for a three hour, 20 minute banger. We were due. Right. We we (laughs) talked about fucking covid. We talked about real estate, the housing market. We went a little political, you know. I've been doing more and more as I get older because I'm just like more fucking. It's like when you look back when you're younger, you're like, why are all those old people talking politics? And then you get older, you're like, fuck. 
Yeah, that's why. Well, well, because we're affected by it. So <laughs> when you're young, you don't fucking realize you just pick a side and you vote. And then that's that. You don't really know what you're voting. Um, or at least I didn't. Now I do. You know? and, I've, and I've voted on both sides. You oh know, yeah, I voted. I voted. I voted all three here in Canada. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I can't go NDP, well, bro. I can't, well, I can't, well, I can't going, I'll let I me preface the, that. Provincially, I've done all okay, three. Federally, okay, I've done. I've done okay. the. Yeah, yeah. Two. I'm not. Okay. I'm not that. Yeah. You know. All right. Okay. Yeah. I just like. Although I will say, NDP did have a, a candidate that probably, and then he unfortunately passed away. But that man actually could have been the only reason that that you know ndp were uh, legitimate and then he went away and now they are anything but legitimate oh, I, bro, that's a whole that's another whole slew of fucking ass uh going on that 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 camp is just uh they're on a fucking they're, they're, they're the another... spend money but we don't know where it comes from camp in a, yeah. in a world that is so far removed from reality and it scares even me yeah that no, one's that was uh, crazy it's not good, but anyway, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, we need to. I need. We need to get Starcraft. Need, well, yeah, and I need to put food in my mouth. So I'm gonna yeah. need like ten minutes after this because I haven't. I'm. I'm sweating a storm up right now. We're making the magic happen. It's a three and a half hour fucking banger. I'll. Uh, while you get your food, I'll put this into fucking Adobe and watch it grind its gears for the next fucking ten minutes. Uh, but we will see you guys for Starcraft. And we will see you guys next week. Thank you very much for stopping by if you catch the, uh, caught this live or if you're listening to us on the RSS feeds. Patreon.com slash like TV is a place to go if you want to help uh, support Jeff and I talk random bullshit for the next God knows how long with this economy. As long as humanly possible, as long as you're paying. And so until we see you next week, stay safe out there and peace. Peace.